Why, you're the very model of sanity. Oh, by the way, I've pressed your tights and put away your exploding gas balls. And welcome to episode two of the Mesanthropod Movie Club. Yeah. Are we just going to make noises at the start of these now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, technically, is speech is just making noise. I mean, That's, this is true. Yeah. Is true. There needs to be some sort of carryover from the whatever the fuck the previous iteration was. Yeah, exactly. What are the... And it's not just <laughs> me talking ca- about dicks. It's what we're carrying over that we slowly got worse and worse introducing this podcast. Let's hope not. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm Snipe, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely compatriots, one of which is called Wib. Say hello. Hello. And the other one, which is known as Drumbly Bumbly. Say hello, Drumbly Bum. Hello, Bumbly Bumbly. That was English. <laughs> How are you two lovely gentlemen doing this fine evening? I am doing okay. Bit tired, but I yeah, will, I will soldier I through. I think that's just being old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How you doing, Matt? I'm good. I'm 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 enjoying having a chance to watch some films I otherwise wouldn't find an excuse to watch, so mm. I'm enjoying it at the moment. How are you, Snipe? I'm fine. Thank you very much. I got to watch a Batman, so I'm <laughs> happy. Because I want a Batman kick right now. Nice. I have always been a Batman fan. To I was going to say, has that mm. ever not been the case? <laughs> this is true. It's like I've had levels of intensity yeah, okay. up in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But for as long as I can remember, I have loved Batman. Um, since I was not born, because uh, I always joke about obfuscating my age. Mm. Um but yeah, I remember watching the 1989 Batman movie a few years after it came out and just falling in love with it. Like, absolutely being obsessed with that fucking movie. Um, Batman Returns, not as great. I get that. Love that movie. Love Selena Kyle. Um, and yeah, and just like Batman the Animated Series, I had two favorite cartoons that growing up, well, three technically, um, which but the third one wasn't introduced until a bit Ooh, later. Can I, can I guess? Yes, you're so welcome to guess. Presumably Batman the Animated Series. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Otherwise his story's kind of... <laughs> what? Oh, no, it was fucking... I don't know, Kim Possible. I don't okay. know. Okay, <laughs> uh, X-Men. Close. Ooh, ooh, close. But not really. Well, I mean, X-Men as well. I loved X-Men too. A big comic book nerd. Yeah. But, like, but, like, my top three, I'd say X-Men's probably tying with... Um, with this other one, which is a Japanese anime as opposed to an Italian anime. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to guess? Sailor Moon. It's Sailor Moon. Yeah. yeah. And the third one is Daria, mm. which is that I, I don't see that as very for That's a bit later. Though, that that's was, that's mm. a lot later. Mm. But that kind of like that was when I was kind of entering my teenage years, and I was like, "Holy mm, shit! Okay. You mean I can just I can just do things?" You see, I thought the third one was going to be Biker Mice from Mars. There's <laughs> that. Okay, it's not good. No, it's not good. I love it. Since when has a cartoon being good had anything to do with whether like? Any of us as a kid were obsessed Batman, with Batman the Animated Series was fucking transcendental. I mean, yes, it's very good, but like that doesn't mean that we didn't also like some hot piss as well. Mm. Oh, I love hot piss. It's so much better than cold piss. Anyway, to people that didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't listen to the last episode, which technically has not gone live yet. 
Well, no. it obviously so will at some point, unless well, we release this first because yes, we're well, doing a Firefly. Well, when we're recording this, and I can only <laughs> really cater for the fact that, you know, the point in time we currently exist, you know, yeah. that's just... We've got to assume that time has passed, otherwise... Yeah. Any, anyway, <laughs> let's fucking do this. So, okay. today, it was my suggestion for the movie, for us to watch, which is 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated movie of... Batman, done by the same people who did the animated series in the same kind of style. Um, but you, you've got some interesting facts about it, Wibberlet. Uh, a couple of little bits uh, that I, I'll mention just beforehand. I've got a few for afterwards as well. Because um, I, uh, I fucking uh, loved this movie as a kid. I had it on VHS. So I watched the shit out of it when I was younger. Um, so I, I looked up... Um, this was made between series one and series two of the animated series. Um, there was apparently, it, it was initially sort of floated, um, that this might be the end of this kind of series, this continuity. I can see that. Um, which, you know, sort of makes sense. Considering when you've watched it. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, it was originally not planned as a theatrical run. Um, it was just going to be like a made, like a made for TV movie or a straight to video movie. Um, and then basically as they got everything storyboarded and they basically got it ready to like go and animate it and they started like, like getting basic plans together, um, Warner Brothers came to them and went, oh, by the way, we're releasing this theatrically in the United States. Because fuck you. Uh, so you've got, so basically you can't make this for like TV, um, like formatting. It needs to be in like, (laughs) like theatrical, like formatting and the animators go, what the fuck? Which is honestly (laughs) such a, uh, a a corporate thing to do so like wow okay and this also meant that they had uh eight months set to make it um which honestly they blew it out of the park uh and uh which would be fine for a made for tv thing but uh for a theatrical thing a theatrical animated movie you're looking at at least two years so bearing in mind uh what this you know how this movie turned out they also had like a third of the time to make it as they should have had basically mm-hmm. so yeah uh i think that's pretty cool yeah so um do you uh, it is you are you are in charge mm. for for this run through so do you want to take us through batman Mask. The animated movie, Mask of the Phantasm. I absolutely do. Thank you very, very much. Okay, Batman Mask of the Phantasm opens with a very fun pan over a CGI Gotham City, which, I'm not going to lie, it made me giddy to hear the music kick up <laughs> and see that kind of strange kind of art deco style that, that the animated series was set in. Just, mm-hmm. oh, I was... I, I, oh, I loved it. Immediately, I was like, this is perfect. Do you want to have a couple of interesting, uh, interesting facts about the music in this yes. bit? Yes. Uh, so, um, the music in it is a, um, a, a, a new interesting version of the theme that was, uh, used for the animated series. Mm. Uh, and what makes it interesting is that it has an, it has a core, like a, um, um, what, what's the word? A um, a Latin choir. A choir. That's the word. I could have forgot the word choir. Apparently, <laughs> they had a choir, and they sound like they're singing Latin. They are not singing Latin. Do you want to know what they're actually singing? They're singing backwards, and they're saying, "Don't let Bruce Tim draw Harley Quinn anymore." But- also, don't listen to him about who Batman should kiss. 
they were actually singing backwards words, but it was the names of like Warner Brothers staff. That's really oh, fun. That's, also, that's cool. Also, working on the soundtrack, uh, uh, like playing, uh, well, well, working with one of the synthesizers uh, was someone who kind of becomes quite famous later for making well, and made a Batman theme for, for himself later. Hans Zimmer. Um, no way. Yeah, he's one of the people that worked oh, on the synthesizers for the soundtrack. Wow. Well. Small world, eh? Okay. So carry on. I, this is like the only interesting facts I have the whole way, so I won't. I won't completely drag it to a halt every five minutes. That's very thoughtful of yeah. you. I can imagine that's really annoying if someone does that. Can't relate. <laughs> so as we we finish our text scroll, we we uh, we go and we have a look into a, like there's a room with a with a bunch of mobsters doing some shady dealings, and they're they're dealing with counterfeit money and talking about you know how they're they're going to distribute it through a casino. And then Batman jumps in because he's like, "Um, excuse you, not a fan. <laughs> you don't do a crime when I'm here. You're doing a crime right in front of me in my bat salad." And he gets very well, yep. and a very fun fight scene ensues where, like, I don't know, like watching like a lot of modern cartoons, I'm always surprised to see actual guns. Rather than just yeah. like gun yeah. shapes that make pew noises, you know what I mean? It's always like, oh shit, yeah, because you know Batman's supposed to be set in like the fifties. I would say, but that... this is kind of like once you get to this level, this this kind of time frame with Batman, it is just very kind of like anachronistic. So you've mm. got the police blimps and stuff like that, but you've got a lot of more modern kind of things. They've as got well. compute like modern computers. They've got modern, like nineteen eighty nine. Really, I think the Michael Keaton, um, Jack Nicholson, Tim Burton movie. I think that really kind of did the whole kind of nebulous time frame. Batman is Batman is set in a time period where uh, the style of like the fifties never went away. It's it, yeah, it's kind of been forgotten in a lot more modern kind of mm. Batman and, and like media and stuff like that. Which honestly, I get it. He's been around for so goddamn long, <laughs> and like you can tell that. Like just thinking, like you know, Dick Grayson is like seeing him in like like playing Gotham Knights and him being like, hey, when I was in the circus, and you're like, nobody is in the circus anymore, and your name is Dick. <laughs> like, you can tell he's from the 40s. Anyway, we've got like <laughs> anyway, 15 seconds into the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so Batman comes in, and uh, but the, the lead gangster who's who's uh, presenting all this counterfeit money, Chucky Soul is his name, which is a... a that, they picked that name. He, he manages to get away from the scuffle, and... Uh, like so, Batman's like, All right, I'm gonna follow him, and there's a very funny kind of thing he does to knock a, a gangster unconscious, where he flips a table on him, so it's pressing him against the floor. And as he's like leaving to follow this gangster Chucky, he like stamps on the table and smushes the guy, <laughs> which is so needlessly mean. I he loved it. He does it so nonchalantly as yeah, well. It's like it, so lo- it looks like he's smacking a like you know he's tapping a brake. Yeah, like, it's very fun. So they go, they have a chase, and Chucky gets 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 away, um, and he's in his car park, and he's he's with his his counterfeit uh, uh, suitcase full of money, and suddenly he thinks he sees Batman. He's like, ah, oh, it's Debat. It is not Debat. It's a big spooky thing that has a mist machine on it, and it honestly delivers one of the coolest lines, which is, Chucky soul, your angel of death awaits, which I thought. Was that whipped dick, my dude? Yeah, this character who is the um, the titular phantasm, although they're not they, named they, they, in the they movie. They're not named in the movie. Just, you just no. assume it is, but 
Yeah, yeah, they just they just call it basically like oh you know like the not Batman because yeah. because like, it's mistaken as Batman because it's the same kind of height build and has a spooky kind of hanging around in the shadows kind of shtick. They look like uh, the uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future, but with a blade for a hand. That's literally how the Joker describes them later in the movie. It is also how they were described in uh, production. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's pretty fun. But yeah, so the gangster pulls a gun on him. The uh, I'm just going to call it the Phantasm. Phant- yeah. Phantasm just cuts the gun in half and is like, Chucky, you're a loser. And, you know, uh, chase him. The Phantasm is distracted by a car going down and gives uh, Chucky can give him the slip. So he runs into his uh, his car and drives. And just as he's, like, trying to, like, run the Phantasm down, the Phantasm disappears in a cloud of smoke and leaves Chucky to fly off this skyscraper car park into another skyscraper, smashing into it. Where Batman finally comes in and is like, oh, uh-oh. And he looks down. And this is one of... I remember... I told you this earlier. This little, like, trick used to scare the hell out of me when I was little. And when I first... When I saw it in this, it frightened me. Because it's like, you see the car crash into the other building. And you just hear the horn being constantly pressed. You don't see the guy. You don't see anything like that. But just that noise, knowing that he's dead freaked me out as a kid and it's such a good little shorthand in like movie making i was so the, impressed the corpse slumped against yeah. the uh, yeah. yeah exactly so he gets away bats like is like oh that's bad and like loads of other people come out to see what the commotion is and they're like ah it's the batman he he the- fucking murdered that guy probably <laughs> Because, you know, that's fine. And while he's like, um, you know, he's, he's having a look around at the crime scene before the cops show up, he finds a shred of, uh, like, a, uh, a shard of glass with a strange chemical on it, which he pockets. The next, uh, the next scene is just Commissioner Gordon arguing with um, Arthur Reeves, who I don't like. He's not a very nice man. And he's, he's trying to convince Gordon, like, hey, you know, your pet bat is like a murderer. And he went and killed this guy. And everyone saw him kill him. And Gordon's like, la, 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 I can't hear you. And <laughs> he's, he's like, like a counsellor. He's like a counsellor, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and Arthur Reeves is like, well, shit, I can't argue with that logic. Um, <laughs> well, a councilman. Councilman. Whatever. Not a counsellor. Yeah, yes. I've also got Batman examines the chemicals in the Batcave. Alfred, King of Sass. Oh yeah, uh, Alfred has a wonderful line there because like um, it's on the news. Like, oh the the Batman is like crazy. He's Batman. crazy now. He's he's Batman's gone bats. He's and, gone batty. Uh, and yeah, he, and Alfred's like, oh, that's such rot, sir. Why you're the very model of sanity. Oh, by the way, I pressed your tights and put away your exploding gas balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that line. It's so. Gross. I love it. I love how Bruce is just like, thank you, Alfred. <laughs> like, he's just used to it by now. It's uh, yeah. I I uh. I love I love animated series sassy Alfred. He's great. He's very good. He's very fun. Uh, then we cut to a mysterious woman on a plane mm. who's uh, on the phone to Arthur. Um, the anti-bat councilman I have written down. Um, and, you know, he's all like, hey, maybe you could be in town. You want to, like, maybe go get dinner? And she's like, okay. And then she, he's like, oh, you're going to visit some old friends? And she's literally stroking the face of Bruce Wayne on, like, Billionaire magazine. <laughs> like, no, I've, I've put that behind me. And it's like, I, that's not even shorthand. That's just hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no. 
And then you see uh, Bruce Wayne, at a, he's having a swanky party at, uh, at the Wayne Manor, being surrounded by a bunch of very problematic stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one, it's, you see, because they're rich and pretty, they're stupid. Mm. That's it. That's the, that's the joke. And he gets wine thrown in his face by one woman. And then Arthur comes up and is like, hey, Bruce, it's almost like you picked them because you know nothing permanent will happen. And then stares at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "What was that other woman? The the uh, the woman that uh, that you liked, Adrian, uh, Andy? Oh, who knows what her name is? Andrea. That's Andrea. The one. Yeah, the one I was just on the phone with, but you don't know that yet." And Bruce tells him to shove a handkerchief up his ass. I'm not joking. And then just leaves. <laughs> I am paraphrasing, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he he leaves, and he's like, he goes and sadly looks at his. He has, like, a brooding room. Look, if you're Bruce Wayne, you, or every room is a brooding room for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just reminded of the amazing 1989 thing of him having dinner with Vicky Vale in that ridiculously long table. And she's like, do you like eating in here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I... I do not I, believe I've ever been in here before. Yeah, like, I don't believe I've ever been in this room. And she just starts <laughs> laughing, and he's like, oh, okay, she took that as a joke. That's good. <laughs> So, yeah, I think he has several set up. He just forgets where they are. So, you know, he goes in there and he's like, he looks at the the, the portrait of his mum and dad over the giant fireplace. And he has a flashback to when he was at college and he's visiting his parents' grave. And he hears a lady talking and it's it's Andrea Beaumont. And she's just having a good old chat with her, uh, her mum, her mum's headstone. And Bruce is the most awkward man I have ever seen. He's like, oh, we, sorry, you took talking to me uh, no and she's like no i was not. i was not talking to you and he's like I- i'm gonna stand over here and she's like good and then she's like oh my god mom that was bruce wayne i bet his dick is so big and he's like are you talking i heard my name uh you want to maybe she's like fine okay i guess i guess you're big stupid and handsome that'll do <laughs> <laughs> so they have a bit of a flirt and a walk and you know I do appreciate uh, that this is a scene where Bruce Wayne is effectively picking up chicks at the cemetery. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it's, yeah, no, I'm not going to go into that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I lived in a small town. Okay, there was nothing else to do but pick up women in cemeteries. I do, I do like because there's like a, a whole thing of where um, she's like, hey, so you know, you seem, you know, like, if you're so rich, why do we always look like you want to jump off a bridge? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, why do you care? And she's like, oh, I don't, but my mum was asking. Yeah. And he's like, I love people who are driven by the, you know, the parental death kind of, like, uh, motivation. That's super cool, actually. I do appreciate... We're in love. I do appreciate <laughs> I have how... written down cute parent death bonding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my parents are dead. My mum's dead. Nice. You want to maybe make something of it? I do, I by do... touching my butt. I do like how Andrea just, like... Is always like sassin Bruce. My favorite like, thing about Andrea is that she does not give a fuck if Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. She does not care. Like literally, in, like the next scene. Um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Uh, basically, the next scene is uh, Bruce being like, you know, I made a vow to my parents, and I'm keeping it. And it's him kind of finding his feet because he's still at college. He's baby Bruce at this. He's a baby bat at this point. So he gets like a balaclava on and, you know, he gets dressed in black and he he, he jumps down and because the, the, the bunch of crooks are robbing this warehouse and he goes, lie on your tummy and d- don't give me any trouble. And they're like, who's this clown? Like literally yeah. one of them calls him a clown, which has got to sting. It's full on Batman year one. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's 
he's like he's trying so hard, and they're just like, no, you you're kind of lame. And like he he fights them. He, he gets he gets humbled a couple of times, but ultimately he's got the spirit. Mm. And he does all right. And but the but the uh, the guy driving the truck gets away, so he he gives chase. And I had I have written down, um. He's wearing dress shoes to chase a truck. I'm like looking at those, going, "Those are Gucci." <laughs> Look, if you are if you are a billionaire, I imagine some you, you sit there and you go, "Oh well, I'm going to wear my bad shoes. I'll just wear the Gucci's." I'll just wear I'll just wear the the Gucci ones. Yeah, these are like last season. They're practically trash. I say as if I know anything about shoes that cost more than twenty five pounds. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Just say Louboutin, and you'll be fine. They're the ones that try to copyright color. On the soles. Oh, okay. Black shoes with the red soles, which look gorgeous, by the way. But they've copyrighted the exact colour using for use on the soles of black shoes. Because money can just mean that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Which is so dis- disheartening and terrible. Um, but yeah, so he, he's chasing down this truck like Terminator 2 style. He's like clambering all over it. And you get a fun little thing of... Because um, it, it clips a police car with a couple of troop patrolmen in them. And one of them is a young bullock who is, like, the detective that you see in BTAS a lot, who's just... A bit he, of a dickhead. He's a bit of a dickhead. He fucking hates Batman. He's like, ah, I don't like the bat. And he's always got, like, a toothpick in his mouth and mm. stuff. And he's always like, what if we killed the Batman? That'd be cool. He just doesn't like him. Um, so they give chase. And Bruce, he's, like, climbing on top of the cab, like, like for where the driver is and just pulls out a hammer and starts hammering the windshield. I do I do have in <laughs> my like, notes. Bat hammer. <laughs> yeah, my notes do say bat, bat hammer, hammer the windshield. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's like what? I also just want to ask a question. Did did they actually mention what was being stolen? It's literally you see the crates explode and there's nothing in them. I know that's like an animation budget thing, but I am mm. like nothing was it's like you don't really know where they are. It might be on Gotham, like River. It might be near the docks. Mm. Who knows? They're stealing from the box factory. They're stealing from the box factory. Those boxes were antiques. God damn it! <laughs> so he's like he's like smashing, smashing this windshield in with a fucking just a hammer that you can buy at B and Q. Which I mad respect to Bruce Wayne there. Yeah, once he becomes Batman, he'll have to make some like little resin he'll, wings. He'll make to the handle black and then put two wings on like oh, yeah. the the hammerhead. It'll be amazing. Oh no no no! Like you know the claw part, of the claw hammer. It's like the back of the 1989 Batmobile. Like two ah, little yeah. fins. I really want that now. Um, and he gets bucked off because the guy's like, "This is a crazy man in very expensive shoes with a hammer on my fucking truck." And that is not something anyone is, like, able to deal with. That is a weird thing I'm not sure about. So then, you know, he uh, he gets bucked off and he throws, like, little spiky balls at the tyres and it pops them. And it's a very kind of, like, again, T2, the truck topples onto its side and it skids to a halt. And he's on the front, hanging on for dear life, and he very nearly gets crushed against a wall. But he gets away just in time. And he's like... Oh, this is so cool. What a rush. And he goes in and he's like, Wee, I did it. But they just weren't afraid of me. Maybe because I'm just some fuck. Yeah, because I'm just some guy. <laughs> I'm just some fucking guy <laughs> who was like, stop stealing for real. Stop it. And they were like, no. And then Bruce and Bruce Wayne took that person. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you see him drawing his like bat sonar. But before it's a bat sonar, it's like basically he's it's like man. He's he, drawing man. Yeah, he's he's drawing what would be Batman without the bat. So no no ears, man. no symbol. Man. Yeah, just, yeah man. He, just man. He's just man. Yeah, here comes the man. 
and he gets mad. But yeah, and then like, you see the next uh, next day or two, and he's covered in bandages because obviously he he took a beating, and he's like he's doing the white dude thing if he's in a gi, and he's just like punching the air in mm. his garden, <laughs> and Alfred the King of Sass comes out and goes, <laughs> "Are you sure you won't reconsider rugby?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." To be fair, the thighs in Arkham Asylum on on Batman, Jesus, Christ, that man is a rugby player. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Um, and you know, he's just like, no, uh, I'm just, oh, I just, I need to be scary. Maybe if I was more than man. And then Andrea shows up and she's like, you don't write, you don't call. It's been like three days. Yeah. He's he's like, oh, was I supposed to call you? And she's like, yes, you idiot. <laughs> he was like, God, I'm so bad with women. And it's like, yes, I'm inclined to agree. I do like that what she says, because <laughs> she notices how he's all bandaged up. And oh, she's, yeah? like, she's like, oh, what did you do? Trip over some money. It's like, oh no. And it's like, I love her. She's amazing. And then he like has the gall. She's like standing there watching him because Alfred bugs off to get more glasses for lemonade or whatever. She's watching him do punching. And she's like, so what are you doing? And he's like, oh, jujitsu. It takes a long time to master actually. He's like like, mansplaining Mm. like martial arts to her. And she just like bodily throws. She just like judo throws him Mm. and just humbles the fuck out of him. I did read when I was doing research on this on the trivia of the what Bruce is doing I don't think it's is jiu-jitsu. not is not jujitsu, but the throw that Andrea does is actually jujitsu. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that deliberately just to make Bruce look more like more of a himbo because <laughs> I, that's fantastic. I, I think it might have just been an honest mistake. <laughs> uh, well, let's pretend it wasn't. That's fine. But yeah, no, she like properly yeets him, and he's like, okay. And she's like, oh, yeah, I took, like, self-defense classes for girls. Uh." And he's like, that's so hot. I love it when women humble me. And, like, then he trips her over and they make out. And, like, Alfred has, like, the mum with the drinks tray moment where he comes out and goes, whoop, and then turns around and leaves them to it. Which I thought was quite cute. (laughs) Then we cut to modern day again uh, with the same cemetery, but at night. And this time... There's a gangster getting out of his car, and he's he's got a nice fancy wreath, and I don't know why it's a wreath. Is that something you take to things? Yeah, a, a, a wreath. Is that something yeah. you're supposed to do around a particular season, or just in general? You no, just... it's it's just a way of putting flowers down. Okay, anyone yeah. anyone in my family who's died has has been on the other end of the world from me, so I've never actually done that. So I yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know how much people do it. Now, I'll hook it up is... in a graveyard, but I will not take flowers to one. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> Yes, that's the line. Yeah, but yeah, and uh, Mister B- Buzz Bronski, which who the fuck is naming these people? I think it might be Buzz Bronski. It's yeah. Buzz Bronski. I didn't make a note of everyone's name. The mob names. boss gets out and he's like, "Yeah, boy, sweet here. I'm gonna visit a, an old friend or whatever." And he's he's going to visit Chucky Soul, mm. the guy that everyone thinks Batman killed. And he goes in there and he's like, he walks up to his uh, his grave and he's like, "You always wear a loser, Chuck," and Chuck's the thing, and then. This spooky fog machine starts and the gangster can smell pineapple. I don't know why I always associate pineapple scent with like fog machines. It's just the way it goes. Okay. My my weird like uh, religious cult school had like they had a fog machine and they only ever bought pineapple scented smoke. So when we ever did like like plays or anything like that, they would just pump out all this caustic like pineapple smelling smoke. It was a time. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, pi- this is just my head cannon here. Uh, pineapple scented smoke from the phantasm pumping out, and there's like you know it's <laughs> my my notes say 
Buzz Bronski chucks a wreath on Sol's grave and qu- and tells him it was a skill issue. Because kind of, yeah. yeah. He got he got bodied. Um and then the phantasm shows up and is all like Buzz Bronski, is that really your fucking name, dude? What the hell? The the phantasm does the whole your angel of death awaits. Which makes again. me think of okay, there's a an organization in Batman in the Batman law called the Court of Owls. And when a Talon, which is what they refer, the Court of Owls refer to their assassins as, will go and go and kill someone for them, they will say their name and go, uh, the Court of Owls has deemed you to die, or something fancy like that. Mm. And that is so cool. And it kind of like, I just, I, I like that. I like having a catchphrase like, your angel of death awaits. It's like, I okay, that's really fun. I, I don't know. It's just, it's really cool. It's quotable. It's fun to do. I like it. Should be noted, the Phantasm has this like quite quite ominous, um, like booming voice. Yeah, to it, which it's is quite it's fun. quite a deep kind of booming kind of like, almost like an old kind of like Vincent Price era kind of sounding voice, which fits the you know the weird time scale. Importantly, as well. doesn't sound anything like Vincent Price. Like around that era, you know, where you have the <laughs> oh, and there's a spooky thing, and that's it's, it's. I think it's fun. Um, so there's the the ensuing scuffle because the uh, the phantasm has like a hook for a hand that's kind of like a bit of a fist scythe. Yeah, it's like a hand blade. Like it's almost. It looks like, like a can opener, like it, an old school can opener. You it's know? kind of like an axe, but like you, it's like you know how you have leverage. like punch. Significantly yeah. less leverage. You know how you have punch daggers? It's like a punch axe almost. Okay, yeah. so you know Dakin. Like Wolverine's son's claws? Nobody knows or cares about Dakin. <laughs> Nobody should know or care about Dakin, to be fair. He's awful. <laughs> I fucking hate Dakin. And I hate his claws as well. He is awful, yes. He's... Or at least it was the last time I read an X-Men comic book, which was 15 years ago. So... Well, skill issue. Uh... <laughs> stop, so, yeah. stop picking like phrases from the kids. For real. Bussin, no cap. Yeah. I don't believe you fully know what any of those words mean. I unfortunately do. <laughs> and I I have to live with that. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, so Buzz, Buzz Bronski... The more I say it, it's like, the more I say it out loud, the more disappointed I am. <laughs> this is the worst part of the movie by far. Uh, the the, uh, the Phantasm gives chase, and, and Bronski's trying to fight back. He's, like, swinging pickaxes, which, of course... The Phantasm is just carving up because Phantasm sees you, Phantasm don't care. And then he eventually runs him into an open grave with a I big just, angel statue. I do statue. just want to uh, point out that um, during this, um, when, he, when he cuts the uh, like shovel that he's picked it's up. It's like a pickaxe. Yeah, like yeah. a, oh yeah, it is a pickaxe, yeah. When he, when he like cuts it in half. And he takes like the um, the end of it and like hurls it like a stake at a vampire yeah. at, at the Phantasm. Who Phantasm then just, like, just like, is like just kind of becomes non-corporeal and it like seems to it looks like it goes through it. Would it, it surprise would it surprise you to know that one of the big inspirations for the character of the phantasm was Mysterio? That makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know Mysterio is a Spider-Man villain who is uh, basically what they do is lots of illusions and weirdness. Um yeah, that tracks. They look like Jake Gyllenhaal sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time. But then there's Miss Stereo, which is the female version. I'm not even joking. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvel, what can you do? Um, and before anyone's like, hey, DC versus Marvel, fucking who cares? Just just enjoy stuff, it's okay. <laughs> None of this versus shit, just enjoy yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, Buzz Bronski 
real name, uh, falls into an open grave, which has a gigantic, like, marble statue of an angel, like, perched above it. And the voice is like, goodbye, Bronsky, Mr. Bronsky. And he's like, oh, I'm safe now. So he's looking up and there's nothing. And then the phantasm just yeets the fucking angel statue and it just crushes him to death. It's pretty... It's like, pretty gruesome, you honestly. Don't, you don't see anything, but, like, conceptually, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's actually uh, pretty pretty well um, done, because it's like, you know, you hear him, ah, crunch. And then the two mobsters that were, like, driving him and, like... Because they like, they hear him shouting and they come and try and find him. And they find him get how, after he's been crushed to death, and they're like, oh, God. Like, looking, like, they're, like, horrified. And it's like, oh, that's... That's good. And then they see uh, the figure of the phantasm, like, on the... Uh, and they're like, ah, it's the bat! What their words are specifically, it's the stinking bat! It's the stinking bat, because <laughs> he's he's got smoke around him, and they're like, well, that must be stink lines, because Batman that's, is stinking. That's what they mean. They that's don't, what they mean. They they're not saying stinking like, you like, know, oh, just as a... it's the fucking bat! It's yeah. like, no, they're not using it for emphasis. They're saying, Batman smells bad! We can see Look the at the s- fart gas he's emitting! We can see the stink lines from all the way over here. And if, if Bruce said that, he'd cry. <laughs> he would. I mean, he's, he's going to be crying anyway, but still. Um, then we cut to uh, an old gangster in his very own brood, like brooding room. A lot of uh, brooding rooms in Gotham. A lot of brood- well, for the rich, at least. Yeah, yeah. That is- you live in the Bowery, you're fucked. You can't afford it there. That's where. Uh, that's in the area where, um, near Crime Alley, where Bruce Wayne's parents were shot because it's a very poor and run-down area. Um... And he's like, he's reading the paper and he's like, ah, the bat's killing us off. And then he has, he panics and he reaches for his oxygen mask because he's very, very old and smokes a lot of cigarettes. Well, he smoked a lot of cigarettes. Mm. Um, uh, then it's, uh, it's more Arthur Reeves, the councilman who's a twat arguing with Gordon being like, Batman's really bad. He's killing people a lot. And that's. That's problematic. We should cancel him. And Gordon's like, la 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 la, woke mob, not listening. <laughs> no, we we stand Jim Gordon here. He's cool. <laughs> and Bullock and Arthur decide to uh, basically trick Batman because Batman's listening to this this argument between Gordon and Arthur Reeves. Bullock is also present, um, and you can see Batman outside of. Uh, Gordon's office listening into this argument so he knows that they're going to try and catch him. Uh, the next thing you see is at the top of GCPD with the bat signal and Bullock and Arthur are like, where is he? He's usually here by now. And then you just see Batman driving away like a <laughs> psych bitch you yeah, the bat <laughs> The Batmobile accelerating away at high speed like nope fuckers. It's like, yeah, he nopes the fuck out of there. Because... It's actually the only time you see the Batmobile in this movie actually. Technically. Okay, technically. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, That's called foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, and then, like, you know, uh, Batman investigates uh, the, the area where Buzz Bronski, <laughs> that name is killing me, uh, died. And he, he finds the same kind of compound. And he does a thing which I have not thought about these for years. He has a dictaphone. When you're all, you're youngins who don't know, that's like a personal recorder box that people would like, would, if they went to university or whatever, or they were doing research, like typically in movies or media, you would see them recording their own voice, basically. It's like voice notes, but you had a tiny little like answer machine cassette tape. I had a dictaphone. I don't remember why. My dad bought one. (laughs) 
and then got angry at me every time I recorded like me making fart noises on it. Because <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, yes, and uh, scientists will be jealous let's, of me. Let's be, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. It's ju- all it all a dictaphone is is the uh, grown up version of a talk boy as made famous by Home Alone Two. But it doesn't have any of the voice effects. It doesn't. It doesn't. So what's the point? Anyway. So Bruce went, yeah, he's like, he's he's talking about that. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's not much, but, you know, it's been that kind of night. And he hears talking. And he goes... He well, goes, first he goes up to... Well, there, there's a very, very cool shot, which is gorgeous. Like, you see him approach the Wayne, like, Martha and, and Thomas Wayne's um, gravestone. But you see the shadow of Batman cast over it, mm. which is really cool. And he's like... Uh, I'm sad. Yeah, he just kind of looks sad at his parents' grave for because a while, which that's, is admittedly fair. just Bruce at this point. And then he hears talking, and he hears Andrea talking to her mum. And she's like, this whole town has gone to the seeds, mother. That's not how she sounds at all. <laughs> and she's, and he's like, oh, I love you, in his brain. You can see he's thinking that, because... <laughs> course he does and um she turns round and sees batman and is like oh god okay that's f- fucking batman all right and he's like ah not it's the batman he, spook he, he, easily yeah batman spook easily but they'll be back and with with having adopted more children <laughs> and then she runs up and she's like where'd he go and then she looks at like the gravestone because she goes oh bruce wayne's batman okay like yeah. instantly she just figures <laughs> it out which yeah, she's like, oh, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Okay, good to know. Like it, it kind, it, it does. It, she, you later find out context that means it's not quite such an outrageous like thing for her to instantly know, but it does kind of just go, wow, everyone in this town is really stupid, and she's just like, she's she's I think the only a, person with pattern recognition. You know in what Gotham it is? City. That's I feel, why he's such a good detective. I feel like <laughs> Gotham might just have like a lot of lead pipes, and so everyone's got low key lead poisoning. You say that, but canonically, <laughs> the healthcare system is legendary in Gotham City. Uh, because the Wayne Foundation basically makes mm. it free for people. Um, so if yeah, there's, a li- po- there's a limit to how much lead poisoning you can deal with. <laughs> and Andrea comes from Gotham out of t- City. Not as much lead poisoning as you'd think, but more than you'd hope. <laughs> and Andrea's just come from out of town, so it hasn't had a chance to kick in and really lower her IQ down a few she points. She was raised in Gotham. Yeah, but you know she's not spent the entire time. She there. was drinking. Bo- she was drinking Evian. The whole time. The whole time. She was just drinking (laughs) bottled water. That's why she's the only other person in Gotham with pattern recognition. But yeah. And then you you see, um, you see Andrea and Arthur, the, I hate him. And he's like talking to her about money or something. And she's like playing with a very distinct, ugly, big locket that's terrible. Mm. And I hate awful, <laughs> awful looking thing. This big gold. She's basically got like a big medallion on. She looks ridiculous. And she's like, sorry, Arthur, I wasn't listening because you're not an interesting enough person to keep my attention. And he's like, yeah, I get that. And then tries to like make a move on her. And she's like, eh. And Batman is literally directly opposite this giant, like this, this romantic restaurant skyscraper like sitting in between a couple of gargoyles with his binoculars just glaring angrily at them <laughs> in the rain daring fucking daggers <laughs> and he does the back glare you know like when it zooms in on his face and then his eyes just 
glare a little bit. Mm. And he does that into a pair of binoculars. Well, you know, it's serious because it gets to one of those points where um, his face is painted and only his eyes are, are like, yeah, cell animated. Yeah, they're the only ones animated because it's like a proper painting. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know he's really yeah. going through it. That's, that's the real back glare. Yeah, so he's, like, super mad. Uh, and then he has a flashback to them having a, a date at Gotham's World Fair. All these flashbacks are inspired by Citizen Kane, by the way. Really? Yeah, that's where that's where sort of. I don't know. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I've heard it's a bit bit slow. I have seen Citizen Kane once. Uh, I I feel it's bad for us to start a movie podcast, and I'm like, uh, and you're like, oh no, I've, I've seen, seen all Citizen the important Kane. ones. You know, Transformers, Death Becomes Her, oh. all of the actual cultural staples. <laughs> Pink flamingos, you name it. I I I, I saw um, Citizen Kane when I was a teenager, and uh, n- not really. Really, couldn't get access to any pornography. No, at all, huh? <laughs> <laughs> internet down. <laughs> I feel I should watch Citizen Kane again now. I am an adult, and I feel yeah. I would probably enjoy it a bit more now. It's also it strikes me as something quite difficult to go back to. Maybe you should just time travel. Okay, I'll time travel to whenever Citizen Kane came out and watch it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they have a flashback to them going out on a, on a date to Gotham's World Fair, which honestly just looks... It's a bit like World of the... What was it? The Land of the Future or Tomorrowland or something from Disneyland? Yes. Um, it, it's basically just, this is the house of the future. Yeah, and this the, is the... city, And it's like a miniature... It's a really cool like little miniature kind of like futurized Gotham model, which I think is really cool. Mm. Um, and they go on like, you know, the... The, the tour through like you know through the the house of tomorrow and there's like a robot cutting up food and there's a robot dog mm. and there's a a self like priming oven or what you know all, all that kind of like jetsons level of future shit yeah it is it is based on the real life world's fairs that they used to yeah be. yeah and then, like, and then, you know, talking... there is there is like a theme tune of like uh, that's that's <laughs> it's very very very. Yeah. very uh, there is, I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the sixties world fairs that Disney, um, Walt Disney, did like got really heavily involved in, and that's where um, like a lot of like the ideas for like Tomorrowland came mm-hmm. from. So, but yeah, and then they get around, they're looking around like a showroom, and Andrea's like talking about the future. And he turns around and he's like, and makes like caveman noise and just kind of slumps towards the Batmobile or what he's mm-hmm. going to turn into the Batmobile, which I think is, is very cool. She's like, cu- what are you thinking, Bruce? He's like, about the future of being man. No, I, terrible name. Work in progress. Um, <laughs> she just, she just say like, oh, do you think we're ever going to see any of this stuff in the future? And like, he's just looked at a car that I kind of feel that it's, um, cause I they, literally have a model of it on my desktop yeah. right now. I'm looking at it. Um, because <laughs> there is an episode of the animated series where the Batmobile, it shows the Batmobile being built. So this isn't a car that was turned into the Batmobile, but it is, it's like the inspiration, the inspiration behind yeah. it. I think is what the intention. Yeah. Yeah. But it is still, it is still very fun. Mm. It's very cool. And then she's like, hey, Bruce, um, meet my dad. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, cool, I'll call him now. And he's like, Alfred, what the fuck did I just agree to? She's using my car phone to call her dad. Ah, and he just kind of screams internally. Mm. And Al- he's like, oh, I must be going crazy, Alfred. And Alfred's like, I don't think, I think this is the opposite of crazy. This is normal. It's good for you. Uh, snark, snark, snark. But like complimentary. <laughs> Uh, so they go to meet uh, Andrea's father, who um, who is a really nice guy. He's like he's like he works in finance. He's like, ah, oh, Bruce, come, I've heard all about you. 
But not about your man persona or your first soda that you're working on. That's a bit much. And Bruce is just <laughs> perfect. Honestly, he is doing his perfect husband material kind of like thing. I'm like, I want him to marry my child. I am never going to have one. He can marry me instead. That's fine. <laughs> what does it say about you if your whole pass is Bruce Wayne? Or Batman. Ooh, there's, a, there's an interesting point. That's something I'll ask. What, whether Batman and Bruce Wayne are separate characters or the same thing? No, 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 like, because, well, I mean, Bruce Wayne is a persona. Well, you see... The, the Playboy uh, persona is to throw people off the scent. It's not yeah. really leaned into that hard in the animated series. Um, but it is in, like, like the Christian Bale movie. Yeah, uh, they, they, they really yeah. leaned hard mm-hmm. on it there. The um, idea that the, the Bruce Batman Wayne's is... Bruce Wayne's just a baffled idiot, and Batman's, mm-hmm. like, this really stoic... Because that's... Bruce Wayne, the, like Batman, that's who he really is. So yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, so they and like you know they're chatting and like the Arthur is there being an underling because that's you know this is the, when they're still in college they're mm. still young and Arthur's like well I'm a big fucking nerd I oh, I really want to make out with Andrea Blah, God I suck I'm paraphrasing but that's basically what he says um, and I wrote down Carl Beaumont which is Andrea Beaumont's dad smoke show secretary because I am obsessed with this woman she pops and she's like Mr. Belmont and I was like <gasps> she's got red eyes she's got dark hair <clears throat> perfect woman I'm in love I, we're married I am going to be honest until you mentioned her I forgot that she was a <laughs> character in the movie mm-hmm. because she is in it for approximately Three seconds. And this is why I'm a feminist and you two aren't. Because I will oogle that secretary respectfully. Unlike you motherfuckers who... Okay, no, I am joking. Uh, she pops in and she's like, uh, Mr. Valestra. Fantastic name. That sounds like... That sounds like... Oh, yeah, this is my uh, half-elf paladin, Valestra. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Love it. No notes. Perfect. Uh, is here to see you. Says he has an appointment. And Carl Beaumont who is obviously, you know, Andrea's dad, gets nervous and goes, oh, well, if he says he has an appointment, then send him on in. And in walks the most mafia TM motherfucker, surprising nobody. Who is obviously the old guy we saw earlier. Who's obviously the old guy with breathing troubles that you see yeah. in the uh, the present day. Um, and, and he's like, okay, Andrea and Bruce, you can leave now and forget every person you've seen. That's cool. <laughs> I'm a legitimate businessman. And you see them leave, and Bruce says something. It's so fun. He's like, Oh, I don't tell if my shirt just got bigger or that's my skin crawling. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. But anyway, there's a guy who looks suspiciously like the Joker, who is the driver of the car that this man appeared in. And I was like, that's the Joker. You can tell because his nose looks like a sad banana. <laughs> but he's not He's not got Joker but he's, skin. But he, he's pre-Joker Joker. Yeah. He's, he's pre-Vat like, like, of Chemicals Joker. Yeah. Spoilers, but it's the, it's ob- a, the guy it's who's obviously jo- the, the Joker. It's Joker. Yeah, he's just having a cigarette and he's just like watching them and just being like, ah, that's probably Batman. I mean, I don't know, maybe. So Andrea and Bruce leave and they're still like, oh, that's creepy. Probably completely legitimate though. Ha ha ha, don't think about it. And they come across like, a motorcycle gang that consists of, I don't know, I, I'd like to think they're two, like... Yeah, you, you, you need to go over the Joker Park, because that's where you were doing it. Okay, fine, okay. And they come out, and there is the car that um, that Valestra came in that is obviously being driven by pre-Joker Joker. I don't, he doesn't have a name in the series, but I always kind of see, like, you know, that that's good old Jack, Jacko, Jacko boy. 
Jack Napier. Jack Napier, yeah. which is a very powerful name. And I'm wondering if they called him that because the guy who played Alfred in the original TV series with Adam West, his surname was Napier. And I'm wondering if that's a reference. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Because nearly every single name that you hear or see in this movie is a reference yeah. to someone who works <laughs> in the production staff. It's so, pretty fun. You know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, they, you know, they're walking along talking about how creepy and legitimate everything was. Um, and they see... Now, I know how I see these two bike thugs. And I know it's not canon, but I want it to be. There's these two bike thugs that are literally driving around in a very tight circle around some street vendor. One of them has a chain. The other has a baseball bat. They're just... Oh, they're just doing great. And I, I personally... I see them as, like, two lovers. Just trying to make it in the hard world. Uh, isn't there three of them? I don't care. There's two of them and they're in love. Maybe okay. there's three of them and they're all yeah, in love. Yeah, because one of them get one of them ends up in the water and the two of them get away. Okay, so there's three. But that, that yeah. was the least favourite of the polycule. They were thinking of Kiki Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. There's drama there. So Bruce is like, oh no, that's crime happening. We should stop that. And also I did notice that the, the, uh, the vendor has like what looks like her ugly ass locket in his box. In his lockbox of money and stuff? I, I don't think it is. I just think it, they were like, oh, we just need something that looks expensive. It's probably meant to be a pocket watch. It's probably meant to be a pocket watch because it's gross and terrible. Um, I really hate her necklace. <laughs> yeah, so you, you have it's a real axe to grind about that locket. It's stupid. I hate it. It's literally the size of a cup. It is unreasonably large. It, it is. She's, it's like, she's like, oh, let me check the time. And it's just a fucking wall clock on her chest. So Bruce is on a date with Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> he's terribly in love with with Flavor Flav, um, and like he's like, oh god, we need to help, and she's like, no, don't, you'll get hurt, and he's like, no, I won't, I'm man, and then runs off to fight these guys, <laughs> and he's doing pretty well, honestly, he's 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 fighting the guy. Look, the guy looks like John Travolta from Greece. He's a he's a he's a greaser. Yeah, he tosses one off into the water. He, t- he jerks one of them off. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce being a hero, running in, double-handing that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was the funniest way I could describe it. I'm just imagining. It's like Bruce runs in, jerks one of the criminals off, and she's like, Bruce... Hey, you'd stop doing a crime. Or would you? Or would you start doing more crime because you felt something? <laughs> You're like... In in the moment, <laughs> look. I'll say if a, if suddenly out of nowhere a, a well known billionaire <laughs> burst into the room and started jacking me off, I would be thrown off my game of whatever I'm doing. Would that mean? Yeah, but okay. Let's say you're making a cheese I'm not sandwich. Saying, I'm not saying this is like a good thing or or a bad thing that I because you know generally I don't want to be around billionaires. But but no, no this is a fictional distract- universe, so there is such a thing as a as a good billionaire in in this. Series. The thing is, it would distract me. Okay, yeah, but I'm just imagining Andrea like watching Bruce jump in and jerk this guy off, and her being like, "You could just like concuss him," and he's like sitting there mid jerk, going, "There's no time." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what he actually does is <laughs> a guy into the like river that's next. He to jerks them, him off until he explodes does. into the water, um, and then he he fights the other one. And then he realizes there's a guy driving at him with the with the uh, the bat, not the Batman. Like, oh no, no, because you miss because he does the really cool thing when he's fighting the guy with the chain, where like the guy's driving at him like well on the bike and go right heading towards him like wielding a chain, and Bruce literally like, jumps at the oh, bike God, and yeah. like steps and he punches on him the straight in the face, yeah, and just, off the mud guard, just punch, yeah, just jumps off the mud guard and just punches the guy right in the face off the bike, and he's like. 
Yeah, I'm so like you know he lands full chub. Yeah, he he's lands so and he's like, I'm ready to jerk myself off now. This has been awesome. And because he's so distracted with I don't know, he notices Andrea. I think he's like he's, he's like, Oh yeah, Andrea's here, she is in danger, I'm not just here. I'm not I'm just at- doing yeah. this alone. And then he gets he gets a baseball bat broken on his stomach. Which if you've ever been hit by a baseball bat, bat or even broken ribs, you know would fucking kill you. Also, a real statement to how hard, how, how rock hard those solid, abs yeah, are. rock solid Bruce's abs are. See, I was gonna say, well, maybe how rock solid his dick is, because maybe he like in that <laughs> moment tucked it up under his belt. I've heard that's a technique some people do with unwanted boners. I don't know. Uh, so he's like, and the guy breaks a bat on his boner, and then he's like, "Ow, my boner, my bat boner, my bat meat, my my little Batman." <laughs> And that's when he comes up no, no, with the name just, for Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Yep. yep. That is why, yeah, that is, yeah, that is that why he's like, you think it's because of bats and no, he's like, oh man, that bat really hurt. People, I should be afraid of bats. Is everyone afraid of bats? <laughs> Which is why he dresses oh. up as a wooden bat. And then everyone laughs at him. <laughs> and then a minor rebranding later. But he'd already had the stationery made, so it was already Batman. So, yeah, you know, yeah. He, and he was yeah. like, oh, I'll just take out the hyphen. Yeah, it's fine. fine. <laughs> so we had to carve through like 30,000 pencils, taking out the hyphen and everything. Uh, labor of love, really. Uh, yeah. This is all fully canon. If you disagree, you're you're wrong and are a tourist. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- I, for- I I mixed it, mixed it up. This is where he's thinking of the man persona and he's like drawing it and he throws it into the fire and in his brooding room and he's so... Ah, this is, uh, okay, this is afterwards. This is afterwards, yeah. Because, yeah, he's got his shit wrecked he got, he, and... He got humbled because he was like, oh shit, I'm worried about Andrea. And then he's like, oh god. And he's like, having trouble because he's like, okay, I need to be man. I need to be the, yeah, well, the man who will be the Batman. I need to be that man. But also... If I'm worrying about someone or if I'm worrying about not being able to come home to someone, I can't do this. Mm. Which is like the core of Bruce Wayne's character in, uh, in you know, in a lot, in a, in a good few ways. Which I think is pretty cool. And um, so while Bruce is kind of, kind of having like a, a, an existential crisis, being like, I can't be the man and the man who is the future Batman. Who well, I don't know that yet, but man. And then, you know, she's on the phone and Alfred's like, well, you're going to make a decision then. Because she's on the phone. He's like, ah, no, I don't want to talk to her. I'm going to run away and go cry at my parents' grave. There's actually a little animation thing here that I really love. Because mm. obviously, um, you know, she's she's on you know she's on the line. And Alfred's like, well, what what do I tell her? And Bruce is like at the door frame. And he's like, Look, I, I don't know. I just don't know. And he like slams his hand on the door. On the door frame, and as he's like walking out. There's just a little subtle bit of animation where he shakes his hand afterwards. And they, they do little things like this throughout the movie that so I good. like just little subtle touches of animation that just make it feel like so much more real. There is similitudinous. Yeah, because I I don't like the animation is very it because it was originally supposed to be a TV movie and they didn't have the time, it's not got like the showiness of like big budget animation. It is mm. still very It much... is it is very obviously made in the same kind of way and in the same kind of style that the animated series was. 
But I think they do, there are still some moments where they really do show off their little, their better budget of animation. Yeah, like, yeah. just being able to the do... A little hand wiggle. Just like, little subtle so cool. things like that that, mm. you know, in, in like a lot of um, shows they wouldn't really do for like time constraints, but they allow themselves to kind of do. And there's, there's just a few moments like that. And I, I just wanted to say to the animators of Mask of the Phantasm... Who are listening. I appreciate that stuff. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like seeing those little touches is... It's fantastic. Mm. It's so fun. Um, so yeah, he storms off, and because it's Gotham, it's pouring with rain. Because Gotham is basically England, but in America, so it's fucking the worst <laughs> of everything. Um, and yeah, he goes to his parents' grave, and he's like crying, and he's like, "I don't know." He's like, he really wants to be with Andrea, and he loves her, but he also knows that he can't be Batman and have someone he loves. At the same, he can't like have a wife. Or See, there's, uh, there's been a running theme we haven't really mentioned that um, when he first meets Andrea, he he talks about how he uh, you know he made a promise, basically to his parents. I did, but I did mention that. Oh, did yeah, yeah. he made a vow? Yeah, he made like a vow, and it's sort of come up, you know, about the, and that's basically him fighting the crime that took his parents from yeah. him. Is and this scene is is really heartbreaking because he's like standing there and he's like. I can't do this. I'll 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 fund I'll give the police force a lot of money and and I'll 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 donate to all these like social programs and everything, but I can't do this. I can't be a vigilante. There's a, a particular like, line that I, I really like. Is it, I can mean, I see if it? Because I wrote this one down as well. Uh, because it's just it's just fucking heartbreaking. Which is like he's there. He's like at his parents' scene. He's, he's like, like on his knees, crying at the fucking tombstone. Like, like, and he's like, look, I didn't know. I didn't like everything is different now. I didn't know. Is I, I didn't count on being happy. Yeah, that's the that one. broke my fucking heart. Mm. I was so upset and like you know and just just the whole kind of like thing. It's like I've got it down. It's like he feels guilt for healing. Yeah. He's like because he's he like is... I'm not. He's like I'm not. You know, I, my pain has healed a bit. That's bad. That's awful. I've done something wrong, and I'm like, oh my god. I think he does god. say he does say like you know it doesn't hurt that much. Yeah, anymore. it doesn't hurt that much anymore. And it's mm. like uh, yeah, it's a fucking heartbreaking. It's, a, scene. it's horrible. Yeah. And then like and it's really I got I got emotional. I was like, oh no, my emotions. <laughs> and then Andrea pops up and she's like. Because he's like, he's literally begging this tombstone. He's like, tell me it's okay. And she shows up and she's like, well, maybe they already have. Maybe that's why I'm here. And they have a big cuddle in the rain. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is a kid's fucking movie. Ah! I'm getting all super fucking emotional. It's like, yeah, I wrote down, Bats is sad. So am I now. GG. (laughs) Um, Give sad boy a hug. (laughs) But yeah, so that that's a nice kind of like, you know, bittersweet scene that honestly, Kevin Conroy, God rest his soul, mm. that man was a fucking gift. Then it cuts to Valestra ordering Arthur. Uh, this is in the present day. In the present I think, day. I think we, yeah, so I much... need, to, need to write down like, I yeah. should have written down like where it's flash forwards. Yeah, I think we mentioned the entire last thing that just happened where it's talking to, uh, you know... Well, we're Bat- talking about him not knowing yeah. about Batman yet, so... Yeah, yeah. that's all. So, yeah, all now we past. have a mo- we come back to modern day and Valestra is ordering Arthur into a car. And, and basically he's like, look, I've heard that Batman's killing, like, knocking off mobsters now. We've heard that he's gone off the deep end and he's killing us. What the hell is actually going on? And Arthur's like, yep. 
Yep. And then, then, like, and then, <laughs> and then Valesca's like, ah, oh, fuck, I need my O2. And that's the scene. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And then, no, no, okay. Uh, also, um, like, Arthur, like, health shames him. And he's like, let me out of the car. It's getting unhealthy in here. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, dick. Then we cut back to, excuse me, I have like eight pages of physical notes. Uh, then we cut to the Batcave where Bruce is like, God, I'm so fucking stupid. Like, God, I'm really... It's all that lead water I've been drinking. These The two mobsters that were killed, Buzz... Buzz... Uh, Bronsky. Buzz Bronsky. And Chucky Soul. They were both, like, connected to, like, a uh, a a money front that they... Like, a dummy corporate... Like, a couple of dummy corporations that they were holding, like, like ten years ago. What the hell? Um, and there's a third person who was involved in this dummy com- like company called Zal- Salvatore Valestra. Eagle-eared yeah. viewers will, will know that that was the guy who just unhealthed Arthur Reeves mm. in the back of his car. <laughs> it's canon. Um, then Batman has kind of like, cause you can tell he's like going through it TM because you know, old flames back in town. He's seen her hold hands with guy who is slime and he's just ha- he's, he's been a bit of a teenager. He has a bit mm. of a teenage moment. So, you know, he storms off to, to go and look into Valestra. And Alfred's like, you really need to just, like, take a minute. And Bruce is like, you really think you know everything there is to know about me, don't you, Alfred? And Alfred's like, and I quote, I diapered your bottom. I bloody well ought to, sir. Like, properly sasses him. And then, and then, uh, and then Bruce is like, shut up! I'm driving my fucking He's like, yeah, well, you don't. No, no, you don't. You bald, and then drives off. Um. <laughs> what Alfred actually asks is like, oh, you're gonna go basically go visit Andrea? Yeah. And he's like, no, shut up. Mm, shut up. You all gonna visit on Andrea? Shut you're up. old. Shut up. Mm. Shut up. Fucking mustache. You're a real dad. Uh, wish you were. Then you'd be alive. <laughs> to be fair, I love Grandpa slash Dad Alfred. He's mm. the best. Um. So yeah. Um. Bat sneaks into uh, Valestra's house and, you know, he's looking at all the photos and then he sees one where it's, it's Andrea's dad and like... The whole gang. The whole gang. So they've got Valestra and, 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 and Sol and you've got Bronski just hanging out and also the Joker in the top right corner, but we, we don't know that yet. Um, who's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm standing here having a cigarette looking real unmakeuped right now. <laughs> Um, so Bruce is like, okay, um, I'm stealing this. He's, what makes me laugh is that he doesn't just take the photograph out of the frame. He takes the frame with him. He's like, he puts it in his like cowl, in his cloak. And he's this like, is actually a bit of a continuity issue because he does, sometimes when he's showing it, it, it isn't obviously. It is in the frame. It is not in the frame. Yeah. And sometimes it is in the frame. But yeah, it's fine. Then there's a flashback to, um, you know, Andrea and Bruce is kind of walking around like Wayne Manor's like exterior just, you know, being in love, being cool. And she's talking about how she's like, oh, yeah, my dad needs to go to Europe for like a few weeks. You know, it's a very hush-hush business deal. He won't tell me anything. And, you know, I've always wanted to go to, like, Europe, that wonderful country, so rich in history. <laughs> that one place, <laughs> That Europe. one place, Europe. That, yep. Uh, yep, that monolith of a place. It's, very, it's all the same. All very over. big, very mm. weird. They speak Euro there. Um uh, <laughs> They all speak Esperanto. <laughs> they all speak Esperanto. <laughs> yep. And um, 
Bruce is like, is there any way I can convince you to stay? And she's like, lol, no. And he's like, well, what if I propose to you in the most depressingly shit way possible? He kind of does. He's just like, well, uh, here's a wedding ring. Fuck you. (laughs) And he gives her a box and she opens it. And the most ugliest fucking engagement ring I have ever seen. And she's like, oh, Bruce. Yes, I'll marry you. And he's like, oh, thank God. I fucking, I messed that up. And then they hug, and then bats come out of the floor because they're near the Batcave. And it's like, oh no, Andrea, there's so many bats. I didn't and know this hole was on my property, this bat hole. This bat, the <laughs> hat, the, the, the bat <laughs> hole where the all bat the bats hole is where come. he keeps his hammer. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like MGS3 when you're fighting the pain who's made of bees. He just shouts the word grenade and then the bees <laughs> manifest a grenade and carry it to him. <laughs> that's that's what the bats are doing. Are you, are you suggesting the bats, bring, yeah, the bats are bringing him a hammer? Yeah. The bat hammer. Yeah, the, the, okay. bat, the bat hammer. Do the, bat, do the bats like manufacture the small hammer yes. as well? <laughs> They're, so they have like a incredible. forge down there, yeah, a, little bat, a bat forge, a bat forge, yeah. Okay, and they've got like little bat OSHA is things, where, so they have to have their feet. So covered. this is where Batman have... gets all of his Batman branded things. Yeah, it's yeah, not. They're, they're, yeah, it's not Fox. It's not Lucius Fox. No. It's little miniature bats. In it's fairness, little... it, it's Lucius Fox. Does he even show up in the animated I series? I don't think he does. It's been a while since I've watched the, the series. I don't, I, so. I don't think he does. At least I don't remember. He probably does, but I don't remember. But yeah, no. Um, so, and, and like, he's like, ah, Andrea and I were afraid of the bats. I'll, I'll, I'll put mm. this fear away for later. Yes. That, I'll, <laughs> I'll suppress this so it can be useful to me in the future. I'll suppress this so I can internalize it and it can be part of my trauma for later. I've got, I've got in my notes, Bruce proposes in the worst way possible. She says, yes, the bats object. <laughs> <laughs> the bats are like, no, you fucking don't. I object. Don't get fucking married. Motherfucker. You barely please. know each other. <laughs> Fucking too young. These uh, these bats uh, are from Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> he had them imported from Europe, <laughs> so she wouldn't leave. Look, you love the European bats. Look, they're drinking tea and eating bakewell tarts. You One of them's got Europe. a whippet on a string and a flat cap. And it's it's not even a real whippet. It's just the other bat is a bit kinky like that and is pretending to be a whippet. Oh, yeah. Look, he, he, he got the most bats for the least expense, okay? That's fine. Uh, they go, they decide they, they're going to go break the news to Andrea's dad. Um, it's, it's like, you know, late at night, so they get, they get the drive over. And there's a very cool shot where Andrea's dad and all the mobsters he's talking to are silhouetted, mm. which I think is very fun. And she's like, oh, the mob's here. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Bruce. I love you. Love being married. I'd love the idea of being married to you. That's super cool. Can't wait to get actually get married to you, which we'll definitely do. Finger guns. Leaves. And Bruce is all like, well, that went well. And then they go home. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you don't see what happens when, you know, Andrea goes in. That's fine. Uh, then, like, the next the next day in the flashback, you see Bruce... Like, you don't even see Bruce in the cave. You just hear him going, Hey, Alfred, there's so many fucking bats down here. I am tr- I am knee-deep in bat-ass. It's so weird. Why do we have so many bats on the property, and why did we not notice this before yesterday? <laughs> I would have thought, if we had literally thousands of bats had, on the property, we, we have would have noticed. 400 metric tons of bats. I guess Living I, under my house. I guess I've just been really involved in my own shit for a while. It's like he noticing. turns a tap on and a bat comes out. He drinks the bat. 
There's the, bats in the fridge. There's bat, the he cracks gutter, an egg and there's the, a bat that comes the out. The gutter is just full of bat corpses. Yeah. yeah, no, the bats are alive. That makes it worse. They're like, then you get bat kings rolling up. There's like tumbleweeds rolling Make through. Of bats. <laughs> Made of bats. <laughs> oh, I shot my book. <laughs> oh, I lost my place because I was thinking about bats. You were thinking about all the bats. I'm, I'm channeling Bruce Wayne. I was thinking about the bats super hard, so I can't do things normally. <laughs> okay. And then, like, when he comes up from the bat hole, um, Alfred is, like, looking really upset. And he's like, Alfred, what's wrong? And he's like, this came in the mail. And it's Andrea's wedding ring box. And it says, Bruce, that proposal was so shit, I, sh- I shat bats. For two weeks. That is not what it said. <laughs> you were making that up. <laughs> Warner Brothers, hire me, you cowards. I'd, I'd be, I'd be the next Gail Simone. No, I could never. Like all hail Gail Simone. We love her. Um, but yeah, and it comes with a note, and it's and he and Bruce Wayne just basically decides to put the bullet points in it. Refuses to read probably what are the uh, the bridge words like Wayne, uh, like Bruce. I'm so sorry to do this. You know I love you, but but no, he just goes left with Dad. Too young, need time. And then he looks off into the middle bat distance and goes, forget about me. And it's like, well, that's probably... She didn't bullet point her. I don't think she'd be that much of a sociopath. And she might have done. If you, get, if you need, you're going to leave quick. You basically send it like it's a telegram. <laughs> Dear Bruce, stop. Too young, stop. Left with dad, stop. Paid by the letter, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse charge, Stop. <laughs> But yeah, I've got in my notes, Bruce, quote, guess I'm Batman now. Because, yeah, the, you know, he's like, okay, don't have to worry about wife, so that's fine. And the, it's a really cool scene where you see, like, it's, like, heavily shadowed. And you see, like, the silhouette of Bruce in his Batman outfit, but he hasn't put the cowl on yet. And then he puts it on and he turns around and Alfred's like, fuck! And, and it's did, like, it's... I think uh, Alfred does actually, when he sees he him... He goes, my God. Yeah, he's like, dear God. <laughs> yeah. Which is like okay, that's that's it's it's funny, especially because like he turns around and then he does the bat glare for the first time, mm. and Alfred fucking shits himself. The bat squint. The bat glare, yeah. It's, and then yeah. it's definitely him trying to read like the menu at the back of a takeaway. Like, yeah, it's, it's like it's, okay, it's, and Mr. Wayne, could you read the bottom line? Uh, uh, H. I want to say three. Might be a B though. A bat. <laughs> it's a bat. A bat. A bat. A bat. And a bat. <laughs> What kind of man has bats on the brain? And then we cut to modern day, uh, where it's a rundown Gotham World's Fair, which nobody, I don't think, I know Wib didn't notice, but Matt, I wonder if you did, that the sign, like, the dulled letters, makes it spell, Go Ham Warfare. <laughs> which made <laughs> me not, giggle. I did not notice that, no. But yeah, it's, it's Go Ham, because it's supposed to be Gotham World's Fair. Yeah. But, and then it's W-O-R Fair. So I was like, ah, go ham warfare. That's way cooler than Gotham Warfare. Mm. I'm sorry. But yeah. Um... Oh, uh, one thing we, we did forget to mention, uh, when the when the mob people were over at... Um, Beaumont's. Uh, over at the Beaumont place, um, outside Oh, the, the Joker's uh, being a fucking creep. The yeah. not Joker is outside and he's creepy. He like growls at her, but like, you know, the, the sexy kind of... Yeah. He does that at her and I'm like... You aren't Eartha Kit. You can't fucking do that. Get out. 
Um, but I, I think I blanked that from my memory because that creeps me out so much. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, God, that's creepy. And then it does it again. I just, I just want to say, just so you know, he's still around. Just, yeah, the joke is just hanging out. It's fine. Um, uh, so, and you see Valestra pull up and he's got his like, little portable O2 thing because he's de-healthifying before our very eyes. Mm. And like a ride starts up. And makes him jump. And then suddenly a, a, it's just shot to pieces. And who do we see in the corner? It's the Joker. But it's, like, the Joker Joker. It's the Joker, baby. It's the Joker, baby. That's in that moment, he truly became the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and obviously Valestra's going there because he's like, he's like, look, you know, like the bat's whacking us, not... The bat's good, whacking us off. Not not a good way, and, and like you know, obviously this upsets the Joker because he's like, "What Batman stopped jerking people off? That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem for Gotham to deal with." And so you know, they ride into the house of the future where the Joker just chews the scenery and is very funny. Like <laughs> it's just just you know just just hanging out. Just hanging out in the the world of tomorrow. He does go. What, he he what? introduces his robo wife Hazel and pinches her cheek, saying she's a cutie. Which a bit of the rubber of her face oh, comes yeah. off, and he goes, "Ugh!" And then puts it in his fucking jacket pocket. <laughs> I was too. Like, I was expecting him to eat it. So yeah, me too. But like, just seeing he him does go, that bit. Like, a, a, a similar thing happens where it's sort of implied a bit comes off her ass, and he does it again. Yeah. He stores it again. This is like the little touches of animation <laughs> of like. Little mannerisms it's that just, I really like I'm about just kind this of like, movie. Okay, now this is this is great Joker writing because that is something he'd do because it's weird, and it's ultimately it doesn't mean anything. It's just strange. Like this is the Mark Hamill Joker, so he's you know he, he, he he's Joker. doing he has a lot of just fun about his performance, like and he's very musical laughter. Yeah, um, he also. He also gets off the fucking thing, and there's the robo dog, and he's like, "Oh, this is Rusty, isn't he cute?" Down boy, and then fucking rugby kicks him, and I'm like, "Fair, that's fine." Um, but yeah, and so he's like, Valestra's like, "Look, you know, bats, bats has gone crazy. He's killing us all." And then the Joker's swooning, going, "Maybe I finally driven him to murder. How cool is that?" And he's like, "Okay, yeah, that's that's real cool, but also he's fucking gonna kill me, and then you." So how much money do you want to protect me? And he's like, oh, what do I, I care? look like? Pest control? Yeah, and it's like, okay, that's that's pretty funny. And then you know, and he's like, he's like, no, not not gonna do that. Um, okay, maybe I will. And then he like he puts his arm around him, and it's like we were talking about this earlier, mm. which we probably shouldn't do that. Um, but like this movie does really, really well with the, the really silly over the top slapstick Joker who then on a dime turns into this really serious, mm. intensely creepy Joker. Well, he, you don't really, see, you yeah. don't see him doing it. He's just threatening. Well, yeah. Cause he like puts his arm around him and he's, and like, he's like, no he's one's like, going to hurt my pal like, Sal. Yeah. He, he, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, see, see, no one's going to hurt my pal Sal. See, there we got a smile. Let me see. A nice big smile and it like and it's and then the scene ends and you're like oh fuck that old man is going to get like smilexed so hard yeah. oh my goodness and then it's like um it cuts to um andrea and um and arthur having come, come in from a date and she like opens her door and he's like hey maybe i could come in and have sex with you and he and she's like no <laughs> 
That is just the vibe. She's like, no. It's a good job she didn't because Batman's in her apartment. <laughs> to be fair, knowing her, she'd do it and be like, like glaring yeah, at Bruce the whole it, time. Bruce? Like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to batarang me? You're going to go cry? Mm. <laughs> and then she like fully like like makes out with him because she knows like Bruce is in her apartment and then slams the door and then turns the light on and gets Batman jump scared. And she's like, oh, wow, it's you, you fucking dweeb. And he's like, I'll cry about that later. But for now, he shows her the photo, which I think is in the picture frame. And then she mm. takes it and it's just the photo. Yeah, it's just a continuity <laughs> thing. <laughs> which, is, which is fine. They made it in eight months, okay. Yeah, they did great. I can't even fucking get out of bed in eight months. They did amazing. And he's like, so um, your dad knows these guys. And she's like, apparently... Nothing to do with me. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, where is your dad? And she's like, I don't fucking know. And he's like, okay, what? You told you told Reeves that he was, oh, I can't remember where he was. Um, like, you're closer than ever and he's somewhere else. And yeah, she he's, was, he's just in Europe somewhere. Yeah, he's in, you know, that, the country, Europe, beautiful mm. this time of year. Yeah. And he's like, no, you didn't. You told you told Reeves that, you know, you're closer than ever and, you you, you know, and she's like, what, did you bug me? And he goes, no, I read lips. And I'm sitting there going, I feel represented because uh, I can I can do that. But then again, the problem with reading lips is a lot of people don't enunciate very well. So you end up seeing things like you can end up misinterpreting things pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's like, no, you said you were closer than ever. You also said that he has the xylophone man on the cheese phone. And that, that Andrea, that's over a line. <laughs> but yeah. And like the, the most devastating fucking blow. Cause Andrea can just cut to his fucking core with a sentence. She drags him. She, he's, he turns around and goes, oh yeah, what, you still following your father's orders? And she says, the way I see it, the only one in this room controlled by their parents is you. Which is brutal. It's like, wow, Andrea, yeah. you jerk. And then, then like Bruce is like, okay, I don't care, actually. I, I hate you and you're not my friend. And he leaves. And then she just, she collapses and cries because obviously, complex emotions. Um... Then we see that the phantasm has come for Valestra. So he goes he goes into the, the, the old uh, mafioso's brooding room and he's reading a paper and he yanks the paper out of the way and he says the cool thing of like, uh, you know, Salvatore Valestra, your angel, angel of, of death, death awaits. And then he's just got that horribly like mangled Joker smile when someone's killed by the Joker by too much of the weird Joker toxin. And there's like a little like VCR on his tummy with a tiny little like camera that looks at him and goes, oh, good. it's not Batman going crazy and bumping everyone off. That's interesting. Yeah, it's the Joker's it's, voice it's coming, joke. yeah, it's coming the Joker, through the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, you know, obviously the Phantasm is like, oh, I fucked up. That's kind of bad. <laughs> what I really like is um, because the... Um, the Joker says, it's like, oh, don't worry, your face is going to be plastered all around town. Not to mention your leg, your, your spleen, spleen. <laughs> your eyes. And of course, Phantasm's like, oh, there's a bomb in here. I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, the bat plane comes into view. Well, the, he, the, the Phantasm dives out the window as the bomb goes off. Yeah, and the bat plane's like, oh, that's probably something I should pay attention to. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they, uh, they have a bat plane chase. Um... And they're like running across the rooftops, and Batman like he he ejects and puts it on autopilot and auto land, and then he chases the phantasm. And the phantasm's like, "This isn't your fight." 
as, as they're kind of fighting. And, like, like the Phantasm is fighting very defensively. They're not really trying to, like, attack Bruce or anything mm. like that. And they're just, they're just trying to get away. Um, the cops obviously are like, well, let's just open fire with everything we have at Batman because, God, we love killing people. It's awesome. Well, the thing is, I mean, the, they are the um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. The thing is, the police the police show up, but like just before the police get eyes on them, the phantasm disappears. The phantasm like into teleports, smoke. like just just teleports away. So as far as the police are concerned, the Batman bomb just is, set the bomb off the bomb, and then hung yeah, around. Yeah, more Batman has just killed more people. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. yeah. So they they chase him to a construction site where um they just. Fully unload. Like, like Bullock is like, yeah, unload everything you got on that construction site. Because there's, like, obviously there's no one there. It's in the middle of the night. And, you like, Bullock at the last second spots a couple of pressurized containers. And is like, whoa, fucking, okay, maybe don't shoot that. But, of course, straight Bullock catches it and causes a big explosion, which fucks Bruce up. I do want to point out that I read um, on the IMDB page for this that it was considered a goof that uh, the American police would be so irresponsible as to shoot wildly into a uh, a building, and I was I've seen just... American police shoot themselves while eating a sandwich. Yeah, we're... I'm sorry. It, it will sit there going, "That is not a goof. That is commentary. That is just that is just the American police." <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, there are some good police in this, which is how you know it's fiction. Same with good billionaires, but still, mm. yeah. Um... So, you know, and he's like, he's like really hurt. And they're like, okay, we'll keep shooting at him because we just want to hurt Batman as much as we can. So he turns around and grapples onto the police chopper that's like basically. Uh, also, the balls on this cop that's obviously a, a beat cop hanging out of a helicopter, firing his service revolver at Batman. Yeah, but he's. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, the thing is, fuck, are you sniffing, His dude? service revolver is on somehow on, like, full auto. It's, it's a fucking... Wild. Like, it's a 38 revolver on full auto <laughs> that apparently has, like, a fucking 200-meter range. It's it's wild. I'm very impressed with I mean, in fairness, they don't, they don't hit him, so that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah. I'm surprised the fucking chopper didn't get taken down by them, but still... Um, so he grapples onto the, the chopper, and you see him grapple, and they're like, oh, quick, take, he's like, go, oh, take him out. And you see, like, bullets just shred his, like, cowl and cape. But then it's, it's like, it's, oh, what do they call Something horses. It's like a, a wooden kind of construction thing. Yeah, they just, just... He, he just puts his cowl and cape on one of those and just grapples it, so, you know. And then he's just like, he's just got his bare-ass face out, and I'm like, I love this scene because it shows how much against the wall he is. Because he's like, shit, I. It's either I. He's actually like, oh shit, this might be me. Yeah, that's literally the kind of like the vibes you can tell. Like, like you know, he's, he's got feeling. a like, trickle of blood out his mouth. He's like, got he's various got, cuts. He's, and, he's really. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the impact damage from like the explosion and like, you know, like the, the shrapnel and stuff have done a number on him. He's, he's fucking limping at this point. And he's like, okay, he manages to get the upper hand and he like he's running out and the, by the time the cops realise they've duped, he's got a bit of a head start. So he's he's running and he's like, um he's like, Oh shit. And he's like dragging himself through alleyways and like leaping over fences and stuff, and just at the end of the uh the this is such a cliche complimentary. Because, like, you know, someone's running from like the police or a dangerous situation, and at the end of the alley you see an ally 
pull up in a, mm. in a car and it's Andrea and she's like get in and he leaps into the back of the car and they drive away and I'm just like that was fucking that scene that that sequence was so cool mm. I really liked it it was awesome how it kind of escalates like from Batman just oh he's like in oh, Batman just goes, oh he's fine and then it's like no you have yeah. the entire fucking police force literally opening fire on you they're tear gassing him they're exploding fucking mm. like compressed like canisters at him and the they are shooting to kill and do not give a fuck mm. it's like yeah it's oh the, the tension in that scene is awesome it's so cool I love it um so yeah, and then they they have a bit of a moment, you know. And he asks, he you know, once they once they're safe, and and Bruce, you know, is back at the manor, and he's he's bandaged up, and and he's like, so what happened with your daddy? Um, and you see a flashback to the meeting of the Joker being creepy again because I needed to see that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she walks in, and obviously it's Valestra and the gang just cyber bullying her dad in real life. Wish there was a word for that. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, "You're going to pay us back our money that you stole." And he's like, "I, I swear, to, I'll, I'll do anything. I just give me 24 hours. You can have your money back. It will be there with you know. I'll, I'll do it. Please just you just got to you, you wait until I, I, once the European banks open. Then I will pay you the, the money. moment they open. You get your money." And Valestra's like, "Okay, fine." And he like blows smoke in his face or something because he's a prick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave, and they're all like, and he does like the kind of thing to her as he leaves Valestra does and I'm like oh you skis <laughs> and then she's like as soon as the door shuts Beaumont's like pack a bags I was lying lol yeah we gotta <laughs> fucking leave we have to fucking go and like you know and it's and she's like but Bruce and I are getting married and he's like lol bitch you thought so, I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> but like if you stay they will kill you They'll, they'll kill you know, me, they'll kill you, they'll yeah. kill fucking... They'll kill the person who sells you your the, your fucking street pizza. Yeah, this he'll, fucking sucks, but we gotta go, and we gotta go now. Yeah, and he, like, he hugs her, and he's like, don't worry, we're, go- we, we, we're going now, but you have to trust me, and I'll do whatever it takes to make sure you're, you're safe. And, you know, and um, she talks about how, you know, how they, they travelled all over Europe, beautiful country, great this mm. time of year, um, to kind of, like, and, like, kind of recouping the cost because he was like look I can't pay them back because everything's wound up in investments it's it's not you know I need I need like months to get their money back so he's like is going all over Europe gathering the money that he owes them thinking that he can just buy well doesn't she say that it's like um he he like the money that he he had from them he basically invested that and made way more money off it yeah and so he's like, but he needs to get the money out and it would take months, which is why he's using this time in Europe to kind of do that and get their money back mm. and basically go, hey, look, I've got your money. Sorry, I disappeared for six months. We cool? They were not cool, gentle listener. <laughs> <laughs> the mob was not okay with that because it turns out if you even move in a way they don't like with their money, they're going to kill you because, well, you know, you don't, they don't, they're not going to let you, you know, take an inch. So that's what she tells Bruce, that he was, like, you know, getting money, kind of, to, to pay them back. Um, but he know, but basically, uh, she's like, but they know that... Um... And then, like, Bruce is like, ah, oh, so that's what your dad's done. Your dad became this, this guy in a costume to kind of, like, make sure you were safe and everything. And she's like, yeah. 
because crazy old dad because you can't just pay back you can't just guys. pay back the mob because yeah they they're, want they're interest gonna, in blood yeah so. that's literally she's like yeah come, she wants they, they wanted interest compounded in blood so you know and bruce is like oh, okay he puts two and two together and goes okay so your dad's killing them now to keep you and him safe and she's like yeah dad dad's like that you know what dad's like dad be crazy dad do be crazy sometimes and they kiss and uh alfred does the mum with the drink, drinks tray again and mm-hmm. he's like whoop <laughs> leaves him to it they bone down good on bruce breaking that dry spell um and they like you know like they have they have a beautifully scenic fucking like morning after where she's standing on the balcony in the wind in his dress shirt just like and he brings her coffee and he's like you know i'm gonna have to like fight your dad and she's like yeah who cares she's like (laughs) She says like, "Oh, that that that's fine. Daddy doesn't matter anymore." Yeah, I I wrote down like, uh, Bruce is like gonna fight your dad. Quote whatever. Andrea leaves. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, and Bruce is sad because he's like, I'm still conflicted about Batman and everything. It brings back the old thing of like, well, you know, I'm in love with this woman. I have to pick between her and Batman, and he he kind of internally decides like. I'm going to fight her dad, and then I can marry her and not be Batman anymore. That's cool. Like, maybe? Like, maybe, maybe? I could do that. That could be cool. That's cool. And then he's like, he can't help it. He notices at the corner of his eye that there's the man in the background of Andrea's, like, picture, like, her father's picture with the with the gangsters, that that guy who looks like the Joker with no makeup kind of looks a bit like the Joker with no makeup. So he, like, draws a, a big, like, smiley face on him, and he's like... <gasps> Oh no. It's the Joker and we all go, Oh no, it's the Joker. Um <laughs> Then it cuts to Arthur in his office at night shouting into his phone about how the police were stupid and let Batman escape, which I'm gonna be honest, they didn't let him have anything. That man <laughs> earned that escape. Yeah, he I'm did. sorry. He earned that. Um then there's like a knock at the door, and the Joker's like, "Sup, Artie, you big stupid butt face." I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what he says. Um, and he's like, "Hey, remember when you knew that Beaumont's dad was working for the mob, and you like didn't do anything, and then you used that information to your like advantage later?" And now, now we don't know what that is. So we're like, "Oh, that's interesting." So he's like, "Yeah, maybe like." Um, you can do me a little favor, and Artie is is not very happy about that, but he kind of has to agree. And while they're having a bit of a kerfuffle, Andrea calls, and the Joker's like, "Oh, you're answering this. This is going to be gold." Mm. And he's like, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've got to say no to lunch because I like got that good bat dick, and mm. I'm just not interested <laughs> in you because you're the worst." Which is fair. Which is honest. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And I love how awkward, how non-slimy he is, because the Joker's like in his face, like, what are you going to say next, buddy? And she's like, oh, I'll tell you everything tonight, okay? It's it's just a big mess. Uh." And he's like, uh, cool. And then the Joker hangs up and goes, what is the quote? It's like, and who should, we're talking about the old man, and who should, who should... Who should call but the fruit of his loins? Or was like the spawn of his loins or something? Yeah. And I'm like, that's the gro- that's the grossest way you could have said that. Very nice. And then, you know, the Joker like bullies the guy. And then I wrote in my notes, finally the Joker does something I can agree with. 
And he like he he basically doses him with Joker toxin, and the next thing you see is uh, Arthur in the hospital under the effects of the Joker toxin, laughing his ass off. And they're like, "Oh no, we need to give him like tranquilizer and make him calm down because it's just going to get worse." And we need we need you to stay calm for the duration of the toxins, kind of like you know lifespan in your body, and just just chill out and you'll be fine. Um, so you know, they shut the door and leave him alone and then Batman's like lol fuck doctors what do they know I've got my healing crystals and like just comes in <laughs> um, he doesn't have healing crystals I'm joking <laughs> and they're like you know and there's this it's, a, it's quite a creepy scene because Arthur's like he's obviously like he's having he's stressed so he's laughing a lot more because the Joker toxins got to him but he's also like terrified of Batman. I really like the, the first line, like, when he he's sees like, Batman. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, he's like, he's, like, trying to restrain a laugh or going, oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, he's, he's so... genuinely terrified, but also, like, he's he can't like, stop giggling laughing. and like, oh, no, it's so well acted. Like, that, that is... You feel bad for laughing, mm. but then you remember it's Arthur Reeves and who cares? Yeah. <laughs> So you do kind of find out what the, his whole deal was. Um, that he's it was like, like Batman's questioning him, like, okay, so what happened? And he's like, ah, well, you know, I kept in touch with them because I helped them flee to Europe, and you then know, when I won, beautiful country, and then when I was running for office, I asked them for money because I was broke, and they said no. And then Batman's like, oh, so you sold them to the mob? And he's like, yeah, oh, I forget this daily. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how the mob found. That's how the mob found them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, you see Bats breaking into Andrea's place and he finds the locket that's really ugly and terrible. And he realizes that she's Flavor Flav. And he's like, oh, it was t- all the signs were there. Yeah. Yeah, it was staring me in the face. The locket contains a picture of her and Bruce. Yeah, when they were at if college. If you're wondering. Yeah. Which is apparently an A4 fucking picture because of how big that it's locket is. It's not that big! It's so big! It's a fucking... It's a saucer. No. She's like, hey, Bruce, wouldn't it be cool if we got this blown up to, like, fucking billboard size and then I cut a circle around it and wore it around my neck like a you weirdo? You are it's way too, uh, like, <laughs> focused on this fucking locket. It... Fucks me off! I don't like it! Is it is a completely innocuous part of no. the story. It just shows no. up a few times for thematic reasons. No, it's awful. It's awful and terrible and I hate it and it's bad. <laughs> anyway, Batman breaks into Andrea's place. He looks at the locket. Stop reading my notes! They're mine! Well, you were getting sidetracked. Shut up! Fucking locket. Okay. Um. So yeah, the phone rings and he answers. Who? If you Okay, pro tip. If you're breaking into someone's house, don't answer their phone. I don't know. I, I kind <laughs> just of just don't do that. I kind of like it because because you do because you do kind of see Bruce's expression where he hears the phone ring and he kind of looks at him and, and there's a kind of expression of ah fuck it and then he picks it up. What would he have done? It's like it's like hey, we're we're calling you back from the clinic. Turns out you have three new like species of like hepatitis. Or something. Like, what would he have done there? Made an appointment with his very high-priced doctor. Yeah, probably, yeah. But it's not a doctor on the uh, the phone. No, it's a doctor of laughter. It's the Joker, baby. the Joker, baby. In that moment, he truly became the Joker. (laughs) Doesn't he call him, like, Booby or Toots or something? It's adorable. Yeah. Um... 
And it's the Joker who's like, you know, uh, it, wouldn't it be funny if I planted a bomb and you're about to fucking explode dipshit? And Bruce is like, oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, it, it, an important piece of context here. He's talking as if it's to Andrea and he's basically like, hey, basically, remember me. So uh, basically, I figured out what you're, you're, you're doing and... Um, Kaboom. Yeah, um, there's basically going to be uh, an explosive heading your way. Don't try and escape. There's not enough time. Yeah, I didn't know he was talking to Andrea. I thought he was talking about No, him. he's talking to Andrea. Oh, I wanted him to call him Toots. And That's then you see shame. one of the little airplanes from the, little, the world like, of it's tomorrow. It's like a drone, almost. It's yeah, like it's, a, it's, it's, like it's a, a remote control airplane. airplane. Yeah. Um, it's got a giant comic comedian, comic, yeah, a giant comedy <laughs> bomb strapped with, with to the like, bottom of uh, it. With like the the nose art on the bomb is like a stylized Joker smile, yeah. which is pretty fun, Ish. and it it explodes the the thing. Doesn't take the locket with it though. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to be it, fair, that thing is bulletproof, so I understand. But yeah, it explodes her apartment, and there's like the phone off the hook, and Joker's like, uh, "Hello, operator, I believe my uh, my uh, like line has been disconnected." disconnected. And then then he laughs a lot. Honestly, I laughed Joker. at that because I was like, that moment he truly became the Joker. It was beautiful. But Batman's dived out the window. He's fine. No, Batman's fine. Luckily, the locket. No, the locket made it. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, then you see Andrea at the Gotham Warfare. And she's like, she has a flashback to living in Europe. Beautiful country. Had it's great this time of year. Um, and she's walking home with like the stereotypical gross, like the paper grocery bag with two baguettes in it. Yeah. Which is what everyone carries when something bad is about to happen. Well, they've got to have something to drop. They've but not anything that's going to be too they've loud. Got to have, like, they've got to have loose fruit. Yeah. Which they do. Anyway. So she goes up to her door and it opens just as she's about to open it. And a young joker walks out. And just smiles at her. And it's like, that's fucking sinister. And she's like, I, wait, I know. No, wait, he had enough money to pay you. And he's just, he just doesn't say anything. He just walks away with a smirk. He actually picks up one of the drops. No, he, no, she drops her thing and she runs in. And there's a moment of silence as he's walking down the steps. And he picks up an apple. And you hear her scream. Yeah. And he just bites the apple and walks off. Which is like, that the cinematography there was fucking perfect. So her dad was killed. So her dad is not the her phantasm. Her dad's not the phantasm. He's the Joker, baby. He is not the Joker. <laughs> he was killed by the Joker. The Joker, baby. Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty pretty brutal. And like the Joker is like he's like trying to fuck the robot. Wife. This is back it. Okay, this is back in <laughs> back in the modern day. modern day in the in the the, the got hand word warfare. He's like, oh Hazel, let's like you know he, he slides baloney like a tube of baloney underneath her like knife that she's she's like robotically chopping, and he's like, how about we push the beds together tonight, pumpkin? <laughs> and then he like like you see him like slap her ass, but you don't see it from like the waist down. And then he pulls up a chunk of like rubber, and he's like. <laughs> puts it in his jacket pocket his pocket is just full of bits of that robot <laughs> for some reason and then then the phantasm kind of fades in and the joker's like nice one girl cheeky babe woman andrea it andrea is the fan it's not it's mm. it's, it's her his daughter and she's like wow you figured it out and like pulls off 
like the the mask and is suddenly like a, a three diameter inch wasted woman which is like the, the body shape of the phantasm changes radically at this point it's like <laughs> instantly changes which is like whatever i don't care it's it's, it's a it's a fun uh, you know way of uh, mm. doing the misdirection also fucking the joker when she when she shows up when she mists into the place he's like how typical you get in the mood and someone kicks the door in or something like this mm. like is this a com i don't want to know i do not want to know um uh and then she's like and he, you know, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you, Joker!" And she points to the weird can opener she's got, and he's like, "Aha!" But my my flower spits anti like can opener. Uh, no, can no, open. she she like because she's got the whole gas thing going on. Yeah, she, she like she, fires she, a bunch of it into it, and he's in, like, <laughs> into his face, and he's like, "Yeah, you're not the only one who can play with gas." And then fires out the acid, from and then fires out flower. liquid, which um is not gas. It's not it's not gas. Uh, being a science understander. And he's like, hey, you know, you're not the only one who can blow smoke, is I think actually. Oh, I can't remember what it says, but yeah. And it melt, melts her knife, and she's like, oh, I'm going to pull that off my arm. And yeah, her, weird, her weird axe knife hand. Yeah, and then he, like, smacks the butt of the robot, and it turns into a murder waifu. Robot waifu. And then she's she, like, very easily dodges this, and, like, properly, like, grabs him and puts him on the table, and just, like, just pummels him. Mm. She is doing awesome. And then there's this, I shouldn't laugh. You see the classic hand reaching for a weapon, like the Joker's pat, like he's he's touching the table for a weapon to try and get away from her, and he like moves away from the knife and then hits her with a tube of bologna, <laughs> which I think is the funniest fucking yeah. thing because now Andrea smells like bologna. He really does twat he her fucking like a couple of times, that. real hard with that sausage. <laughs> and at that point, he truly became the Joker. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then then like he runs outside and he and. He disappears and she chases him. And he's standing there, and like she's standing there, and he goes, Ah, it was all going so well until she met her super fan, and then he turns on a fan because he's the fucking Joker. It's like a giant. Um, it's like a giant. Like, it looks like a, a plane engine. Yeah, it looks like. And it's like it, sucking her in. Yeah, it looks like a giant turbine engine. Yeah, it's, and, and it's like, and he turns those on and she gets, you know, sucked towards it and stuff. Um, but, you know, Bats, like, rolls up in his Bat cycle and is like, Uh, no, uh. And then, like, you know, does wheelies towards her. And then, like, chucks the bat cycle into the rotors so it explodes and they are saved. And he's like, Andrea, what the fuck? Don't do this. And she's like, well, I'm going to. You can either help or you can go away. Yeah, it's like, I know what I'm doing isn't, like, the best thing to do. But like, I know it's not going to help, but, you know, I'm I, gonna do I've it. just got to do this. Yeah, which honestly, I she agree. is like, yeah, um, like they them. took everything from uh, everything from me. They took my life. They took my father. They took you. Yeah, like I, this um, is all I've got left. And Bruce is like, do not stand in my way. And he's like, yeah, you either help me or you get the fuck out of here. And he's like, you know, I can't. And she's like, well, well, no, she doesn't even say anything. She just kind of takes a step back and then smoke of it. Well, she does, her, well, and she disappears. Well, he does do the thing of like, you know, you, like vengeance isn't going to solve anything. And she's like, well, you would know about that, wouldn't you? Which she is just. She just she knows how to emotionally movie. damage Bruce Wayne. Even harder. Yeah. The man doesn't need it. He needs a hug and some therapy. And uh, so he's like, oh shit. Okay. Gonna, he's like, oh god, I gotta find her. She's gonna kill him. Yeah, she's gonna fucking kill him. And, I, I, and I'm sitting there going, this is, as a Jason Todd apologist... <laughs> Let the fucker die! And thus, you can be like, oh no, I oh tripped because no. my shoelaces were undone. Ah, oh no, the Joker's dead. What? That's crazy. This is why I'm not Batman. Um, 
So then he like he's running and he goes through the miniature kind of like Gotham of Tomorrow like model, mm. where, and I just wrote Batzilla. Yeah, they kind of have a kind uh, like, of like kaiju Brothers, thing going on. Yeah, they have like a little Warner Brothers logo on one of the buildings. Yeah, I'm like, that's okay, cute. that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then honest, and then it's like the seriousness and the like the, the emotional kind of like weight of the previous scene. And then the Joker's just got the he's wearing a building as a hat. And I'm like, what the to like, fuck? To like, to like blend in with up. the building. <laughs> to like sneak up on bats. And like, I've got, the Joker is a bil- has a building hat, turns turns stuff on to, to startle Bruce, then punks him. Because he like takes the building hat off and just fucking uses like a baseball bat to like crack him. Yeah, he, again, he just fucking straight up clats him in the back of the head. Just properly fucking belts him. And like, and like you see now like, the damage Andrea did to him. he's like missing his like his like left canine. Oh no 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 that's not what Andrea's did uh, what Andrea did. Um you see cuz like while, oh, while they're in the scuffle Batman full on kicks the Joker really hard in the mouth oh, yeah, and, and like, you probably, see a tooth fly out. I didn't see the yeah. tooth go but yeah no so so yeah Bat's fucking like punches a tooth out of his fucking mouth and he's covered in blood and I'm like this is well, he's got a little trickle of blood. He's not covered. In no, blood. no, no. But I mean, compared to modern day cartoons, which are so bloodless and and honestly, we need to put more actual pictures of corpses in, in children's <laughs> media. Children today are too soft. I'm just going to tell you, ninety in nineties, uh, the TV cartoons didn't have the blood either. This is just because no, was... no, they did. Because I remember there was a fight on top of a train, and I think it's during uh, Mad Love or something like that, which is uh, during one of the earlier seasons where like. Uh, Joker kicks Harley out of a window and it's kind of talking about her. Uh, they, they, he's fighting bats on a train and he gets punched and he is like bleeding from the nose and mouth. Well, I'm so, I, I think you're just remembering these as being uh, being bloodier and thinking of Show children days, corpses! And showing modern day stuff as not being as harsh as it is. I want Coco Malone to find a dead body. I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't because you don't care about children of the future. Okay. Dickhead. Anyway, um, and... Like, the, the Joker sends, like, all these little drone, like, little planes out that are, like, their rotors are, like, razor blades, and they start carving him up, and he gets a really deep cut on his, like, upper arm, mm. uh, on, on, like, Bats' upper arm. And he does a really cool thing where he takes off his cloak, grabs them all in, like, a net, swings them around and smashes them into the floor, and then puts his cloak back on, like, mm. really nonchalantly, which I thought was really cool. Um, he's, like, so he's, like, still chasing the Joker. And the Joker's, like, um... He looks down at, at Bats and is like, hey, there's like 20 miles of like train tracks, like like tunnels underneath this place. And I filled them all with highly potent explosives that are going to go off in five minutes. <laughs> Lol. At that point, I truly became the Joker. And then pieces out. He has um, a jetpack. I feel that's kind of important. No, no. Then, no, then he catches up to him <laughs> and he has a jetpack. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has a jetpack. After, and yeah. Bruce is like, okay, dick. <laughs> so he like chases him, jumps on them, and they're like fighting in the air as the Joker's trying to fly away. And like the Joker has a very like a very interesting moment of like clarity where he's like, "Dude, you let me go, and we can both live. If you f- keep fighting me, we're both gonna die." And Bruce just looks at him and goes, "Whatever it takes." And like mm. fucking grabs his like grabs his like straps around his arm and just dead weights on him and drags him to the floor. Mm. Like like they're like they're like sixty feet off the ground. It's awesome, and like he he gets like uh like like dragged down, um, and then Andrea grabs him. Well, they they smash into the ground. They smash into the ground, yeah. and then yeah, and then like Andrea grabs him, and like she's she's got him by by the Joker by the collar, 
And you, there's a really cool moment. And this, I don't know how, if you guys took it like this, but this is how I took this moment where she's like grabbing him and the Joker puts his hands up and goes, okay, I surrender. Tell a bat. Tell a bat. I've surrendered. And she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't care. And it's like, it's very telling because it's like, ah, you can see that this is the dynamic that the Joker is used to when, when he surrenders, Batman stops. Mm. Which is, it's like, come on, Bruce, maybe that's okay. But yeah. And then, and I did like, you know, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. But yeah. Um, and she's, and he's like, like, oh no, you, you can't do that, Andrea. And she's like, this has got to end one way or another. And he's like, no, please. And then the explosions start. And I did time this. It only takes two and a bit minutes. <laughs> for the, It's not five minutes, it's two and a bit minutes. Yeah. Because in the 1989 Batman, the end sequence of that, when the Jack Nicholson Joker is going up the bell tower of Gotham Belfry, he goes... Uh, or Gotham Cathedral, sorry. He goes uh, five minutes, and then he looks up and he goes, "Better make it ten. And from that, mo- like, it does take ten minutes for the chopper to show up <laughs> nice. in yeah. the movie's runtime, which huh. I thought was so cool. And I was wondering if they'd do that mm. here. They didn't. Literally, don't does not matter. Just out of curiosity, in case anyone was interesting. And the Joker starts laughing. And honestly, this scene is so fucking cool, where Andrea's holding him and like, and the well, Joker the just kind of goes limp in her arms and is just pissing himself laughing. Yeah, what one thing I take because you see, you see, he's got blood. He's missing a tooth. Everything is blowing up around them on fire. There's like a big plat like globe behind them that's like part of the like scenery, and that's like catching fire and burning. Yeah, and it's yeah. basically. The Joker is there laughing, knowing that he is about to die whilst the world of tomorrow burns around them. It's it's so over the top and awesome. It's it's the uh it, it is in a lot of ways it is it is like you could interpret that as Nero that is fiddling the, that is the is the death of hope. <laughs> yeah. Because it is this this this, this like this shattered version of the uh of the um what was to be a bright future that we now see in disrepair and is now, and even, even the slightest hint of that hope is now being utterly destroyed. I don't know. I think it's, it's a cool scene and it, it's, yeah. it's really cool. It's really fun. It's, it's very poignant, you know, and then like, you know, cause all the explosions, you know, Batman falls through the floor. Well, uh, Andrea, uh, Andrea, and, okay, Andrea kind of like bamps away, bamps away with the Joker. And it's it's kind of like okay, so she's she's gonna kill him. Mm. Cool, love that. Yas queen, love that. Um, and then Batman falls through the floor and is basically like tossed and turned and like torn through the sewers underneath the place. Yeah, he he doesn't escape through any skill. He just no, he locks the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's only alive because he was standing in the right place. And like you know, he you see him like basically struggling to keep his head above water as he's like belched out into Gotham's like Gotham Harbor and then you see him back at the Batcave and he's just he's very upset he's he's lamenting uh like losing Andrea again and just the whole thing that's gone off and and Alfred's like brings like a tray of medical supplies and like he's like I really tried to save her Alfred I don't know what I did wrong and he's like Bruce sometimes there are people who just don't want to be saved and, you know, and he's, he gives him a, a really kind of sweet talk where he's like, you know, I, I always worry about you going out and becoming the darkness that you fight 
and you do teeter that edge, but you've not fallen in. Andrea fell in that hole years ago, and she never wanted to see the light again. And it's like, Jesus, that's poignant. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but just in case you were like feeling sympathetic for Andrea, don't. She left that fucking locket in the Batcave! You and that fucking locket. I, she's just like, <laughs> he's lost his parents and me. Yeah, uh, yeah but no. Br- Bruce sees a he glint. He sees a glint and he's like, what? And yeah, it's, it's the it's the locket. And it's kind of, you know, kind of saying, yeah, she's still she's still out there and she's okay. And like, so he, he runs up and he grabs it and he opens it and he sees the picture. And then he's just, there's a really cool shot where like Alfred's standing like where Bruce was, like a good good way away and and bruce is standing there looking really sad and alone <laughs> holding this ugly ass locket and just in case you didn't get what that scene was implying <laughs> the locket was ugly and just in case you didn't realize how ugly that locket was uh, no <laughs> it cuts to a cruise ship at night where there's there's a rollicking good party going on in the in the cabin and then you see a drunk guy kind of come out and he sees a, a lone woman who's obviously andrea and he's like, oh, okay. And he kind of looks, he's like, oh, yes, a pretty lady. And he goes up to her. And in a, the most unbelievable thing to happen in the entire movie, a drunk man asks her genuinely if she wants to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks really sad and goes, I am alone. And then, of course, to contrast that, it cuts back to Bruce standing on like a top of a building in Gotham looking sad. And the music's like swells up. And uh, you see the back signal come on and you see him put his game face on and swing towards it. And I was like, oh, that locket was so <laughs> ugly, though. No, and I was, oh, great. You know, just what what a fucking movie. I, mm. I love that movie. It's so good. And, that- and it's kind of upsetting because you sit there with the metaphor and realizing that a lot of us uh, in society, without even really thinking so, it is kind of drilled into us from birth that the only way you can make... The only way you know you're doing good in this world is if you are suffering. Or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you yeah. know how, like, you know, the, the unhealthy thing. This this is the thing, like, as, as someone who reads the Batman comics and has read comics for decades, don't ask me how old I am. The worst thing about, con- like, consistent characters, and especially, like, serialized characters in, like, you know, books or, you know, to a lesser extent, like, you know, books or comic books themselves are that... A lot of people, especially if what they are and who they become is based on pain and suffering and trauma, they're never allowed to get better because they need to keep making Batman comics. So Bruce can never be okay. He can never heal. And if he does find joy or solace or any kind of comfort in what he does or who he is as a man... They have to make it fleeting because they need to sell more Batman comics. I mean, very true. Although I think I think that this movie tackles that in a such a self-contained way that I I don't I don't really get like the whole the nature of um the the serialized Batman stories obviously that is a factor of them. Oh, I'm not Whereas, talking about this movie. I'm just saying, you know, kind of like the lingering feeling I got is like we can transform our pain into something good, but we also need to realize that that is not a, not the only source of motivation and strength we can draw from. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that the, the two characters in this um, who, who have both been changed by their desire, to, their desire for revenge. And well, they have been changed is, by their trauma. Yeah, that it is it has made both of them make it so that neither of them can really be happy. Mm. And that's sort of what's happened to them. And that's but, and it's but just, also um, it's like they're yeah. not happy, but they're also. Almost kind of accepting of that fate. They've and ex- I do yeah. see like I do see like the the anime like this and like under the red hood and and the other movies like that I see this as self-contained canon. Yeah, the canon of this movie gets a bit weird because it does. uh so uh the Joker is obviously dead by the end of this movie, but he is not dead in the animated no. series. Uh that's what I meant earlier talking about how this was uh, there was the idea that this could be the last um the last thing they do with the animated like continuity uh and then it wasn't. Mm. So, um, either, like, I think some parts of this are acknowledged in the series. I think I saw something talking about it, but it's been ages since I've seen it. But, yeah, um, this, this, w- what happened with the Joker is just never explained. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I kind of like it like that. Mm. Because, yeah, mystery is is cool a lot of the time. Mm. I like it. It's refreshing. Um, how, how, how did you like it, Matt? You, you, you've been... You've been very quiet. Been very quiet. I enjoy, I did I did very much enjoy it. It is there's definitely the nostalgia feeling, you know, linking mm. it. I'd not seen this one before, but I had seen quite a few of the animated series episodes. Not that I can actually remember watching any of them like actively. <laughs> like I can't remember anything that actually happened, but I definitely remember watch, watching it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's 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 very you know it's the same as you as you have with watching any older films. It's a lot slower paced than like stuff nowadays that needs to be you know attention grabbing all the time i literally said the same yeah i literally said the same thing to Wib, and he was like no you're just used to tiktok and i'm like okay Mm. ice yeah it's i mean thank you drama matt for agreeing with me that's that's not what i said (laughs) i would never make a reference to tiktok unless i'm talking about radicalization you talked about about derogatory yeah i only ever talk about it derogatory yeah Um, i was saying you were saying derogatory but yeah but despite it being like slower paced it was what I like about it is that it was like, what, 70 minutes or something? It was like, an and hour and that, 15? Yeah, so yeah, 75 minutes or, yeah. So like, but I mean, that's presumably partially down to the available time length that they had to make the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, but that aside, like, I really enjoyed how like it told its story and it didn't feel the need that it was like, oh, you know, pad this bit out or add extra necessary bits just to make it like an hour and a half or whatever they wanted the film to be nowadays that film will be two hours long because oh, that's, yeah. that's what people expect superhero films at the cinema to be and i really like that it didn't add like extra crap just to pad it out because it didn't need anything else mm. so i'm really i'm really happy that it like just did what it needed to do and that was fine and they were like yeah that this is cool and yeah turn apparently now now i've since learned it turns out they might not have had a choice but still i'll give them credit for <laughs> not trying to you know, make it longer for the sake mm. of it. It felt like it was as long as it needed to be, and that yeah, was absolutely. satisfying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay, so... Um, Anyone have anything, like, like any notes or any extra things they want to talk about they liked? Yeah, because I, I did have a couple of a couple of little little bits of trivia I wanted to say after we'd uh, Ooh, gone yeah, through yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Okay. okay. Uh, which is, so, the story of this is not directly 100% based on any comics. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. Uh, it borrows from the Batman Year One 
uh, storyline. Okay. Uh, with the, the, the like Batman getting you know well, becoming man, well, becoming um, man, and then going man isn't scary. Um, but it also borrow. It also seems to borrow from the year two Batman comic comic run uh, because there is a character in that called the reaper who has like hand blades and has a store and the story around it is kind of similar except it, it does turn out to actually be bruce's like like girlfriend's father and then she goes off and joins a nunnery at the end that um, sounds very of the 50s <laughs> It was I know it the, wasn't. It was in the eighties. I know uh, this comic run. Oh, the eighties. Um, but uh, but the thing is, people who worked on it have basically said no. It had nothing to do with that run. The fact that it has a similarity to this character called the Reaper and that storyline is purely coincidental. I mean, who knows? Honestly, but then some other people have said it's totally based on that. So who the fuck knows? Mm. Um, also, if you were wondering where Robin was Dick during Grayson. the events of this, the Dick Grayson Robin specifically, mm-hmm. uh, he was at college according to the novelization of this movie. Okay. Uh, there's two novelizations. One was for kids and one was for adults. Um, <laughs> and the one for adults, Batman says, come. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same except Dick Batman, uh, is, Batman is, says, fuck a lot. It's like a Frank Miller run where Batman uses an ableist slur. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Robin's at college. That's where he is at this point, okay, apparently. That's, that's why fine. he's not in the movie. Okay. Uh, and also... Good headcanon. Um, that is, according to the novelization, that's the only place it says it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also, this movie uh, fucking tanked. Um, <laughs> not critically. Critically. People's, people were pretty positive about it. Because it's great. Um, so the only thing that... Critics kind of like some critics didn't like it hugely. Um, some re- a lot really liked it. The only kind of criticisms it got were for its animation, which knowing what we know now, completely excusable. Like I kind of get it because if you were seeing this as a theatrical movie, mm. then the animation is like quite is pretty good TV animation. I would say that I can't, I can't really give you an answer for that because I have so much love and nostalgia for Batman and the animated series specifically. I will just say, as for a theatrical animated film, Aladdin came out right before this. Mm, yeah, okay. So I think about people would be a little yeah. Bit think like... about the quality and animation between those two. They do not. They're not the same. No. Like I love the way this looks, but it is not. It's not got that degree of time and money behind it. So some people did criticize the animation, and I do think that is understandable when you think of it not as how I saw it, which is as a, a, a VHS tape that was a long <laughs> of a long a really long episode of the animated series. Yay. Um, but as a theatrical movie, I can totally see why that had. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers didn't really market this very well, and uh, people were very pissed about that because in the end, this movie cost six million to make, which was dirt cheap for an animated feature. It should be noted. But it only brought in like five point six million at the box office. Ooh. Can you imagine how much it would have taken in if they'd have done their job? Yeah, if I, I would look at uh, like, um, I would like to see how much like like um, lifetime wise it's earned. Yeah, I, I don't think that information's out there. No, um, it won't be. But it has over time got much more critical kind of acclaim mm. uh, as people have kind of you know seen it later because it didn't it, it, i don't think in europe it didn't get released in in cinemas at all it only got released like in a couple of like film festivals showed it and then it got released on vhs and that's, yeah. that's how it got released over here Damn. um which i think also affects how it had such a low box office because that's only america basically 
Um, so he didn't get a chance to get international money and like that. Um, presumably by now on VHS and DVD and stuff, it has made its money back. But yeah, that's pretty bad to yeah, not make it oof, back at the box office. Um, which is a pity because the movie's really good. Yeah, no, the movie, like especially because they're given like eight months and everything. I, th- I, I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess we should get to our final rankings and our little summary of things. Okay. Uh, who wants to give their their uh, their ranking out of ten first? Do you want Matt? Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Because then I, can, I won't. I won't. I won't use your your ratings to bias me. I'm <laughs> going to. I am going to give it a solid eight. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good, it's, yeah, it was yeah. a good film. I enjoyed it. Mm. It's you know it has its limitations as, as we've mentioned, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, come on then. What about you two? Snipe, you want to go? Uh, I'm going to give this a nine. A nine because it's I love Batman and I love this movie mm. so much. And I and like I'm I mean every every review is a bit biased. I am fully reveling it. I took one point off because of that. Fucking locket! I am joking. I didn't. Really. <laughs> no, it's just—it's not the perfect movie, but it is fucking close. Yeah, and I—I I love it. It makes me feel comfy. The music, the way it looks, the sound, the quiet. I love the quiet in like the animated There's... series Batman, where like I remember, I always remember where like, one called like Batman versus the Claw, which was like a, a like a Russian woman in a red leotard because the nineties. And there's a point where she's giving like a presentation with like a projector and a guy comes in late and she stops and she watches him walk to his seat for like 10 solid seconds of just quiet. And I, that stuck with me since I was a child. That was so poor. Mm. And I, I love its use of quiet. It's, I just wanted to gush about it a little bit. But yeah, solid <laughs> nine. What about you, Wibblet? Um, I, I also have to agree with that. I, I, I decided before we before we did this, I was going to give it a nine because as as much as I do kind of want to give it like a solid ten. I think it's like, going to be quite hard for things to get solid tens. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's possible to really give it a, a, a complete a complete thing because you know it is not a perfect movie. There are there are you know. Um, but it is, it might be my favourite Batman movie. Mm, I understand that. Um, I'd have to rewatch Under the Red Hood before I made that decision. But ah, it's not as good as this. Yeah, but Jason Todd's in it, so I like that. <laughs> I, I, you got a one-track mind. I have never claimed not to. <laughs> I've never claimed the other. But uh, but no, I I, re- I really really like it and. Um, it is. It, I have so much nostalgia for it, and Kevin Conroy fucking killing it. You got Mark Hamill fucking killing it. That's all you need. <laughs> the voice actress who did um, Andrea uh, oh, was imp- I can't remember her name offhand. Uh, she she impressed them enough, and so she went on to voice Lois Lane in the Superman cartoon. So cool. Uh, but yeah, I I think normally when you go back and you watch something from when you were younger, like last time when we watched Power Rangers the movie, oh, yeah. uh, you will have moments where you're like you 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 go okay, the nostalgia goggles are off a bit. This doesn't hold up. I think this movie one hundred percent still holds up. This movie is so thoroughly, still so thoroughly enjoyable. I would recommend this to literally anyone who has even a passing interest in Batman. Yes, seriously, it's it. so good. If you have not watched Mask of the Phantasm, I 100% say you should go watch Mask of the Phantasm. 
I love it. I think it is great. It's it's just it's a nice kind of like vertical slice of mm. what made the Batman the animated series so good. And I what and this is like my state. Uh, this is like the statement of saying how hard how good a movie it would have to be to get an actual ten. <laughs> like I know it's like a subjective thing, but I feel like something tens are reserved. Tens are reserved. For, like it's a this bit, is like, a high nine for me. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I it. It's nearly a ten, mm-hmm. nearly a ten. Same. But, but I feel, I, yeah, I feel, I feel like it'd be too easy to just drop that. But yeah. anyway, that means the final score for Mask of the Phantasm is an eight point seven. I think that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that yeah. um, quite a bit better than Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, which got a four. <laughs> Came in at, at a four point seven. So, so, so we have a bad one. Well, a media, kind of less, less than mediocre yeah. one, and we have. A fucking fantastic one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Drama Matt's got the reins to the next uh, next movie we're going to watch. What is it, yeah. Bum? So I was like debating back and forth as to whether I should pick one that suited the you know pick a bad film because they're more fun to talk about. But like, I've got to start. <laughs> I've got to start with one of my favourite filmmakers, and also before he gets far too mainstream and he get everyone gets fed up with him. I've got to pick a Taika film. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. So I'm going... Sorry, before he gets mainstream... How, he's how massive. Marvel, no, no, but... Okay, no, he is, no, 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 no. I mean, he before he gets, like... Before he becomes Tarantino. Sub, before, like, he goes beyond that and people will start getting fed up with him. <laughs> okay. I was like, I could okay. wait and do this one in, uh, you know, episodes time, but, yeah, let's get it out of the way now, because... Fair, fair. A lot of his films are a lot of my favourite films. Um, fair. And I was tempted to do what we do in the shadows because we did spend a good few years of our life. Basically, every conversation we had with a new person, we're like, oh, have you seen this film yet? You should watch this film. Don't bring um, me into this. I totally didn't just watch through the entire series of that over the last week. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I meant the film because at this point the <laughs> series didn't exist. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is now a series. But no, I'm actually going for Hunt for the Wilder People, which is the one that he made after what we do in the shadows, but still before he, he went massive. So it's still like quite small and indie, like low budget. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a very nice film, I think. But hopefully, people okay. will enjoy watching it. It's well, available I... on Amazon Prime, I believe, and mm-hmm. probably all, it did for like you know, if you've got that subscription, or you can yeah. find it other places. I'm sure. Yeah. Also, I... also, I really like the idea of like because we we tell everyone what we're doing for the next movie club. I really like the idea of like listeners like you guys watch it and you tell us what you think about in the comments because i want to see what you guys Absolutely. say and we want to see your ratings yeah yeah we want to know what I, your rating yeah, what for mask your, of the phantasm yeah is. out of 10 what do you give it and like do you have nostalgia for it are you a batman fan are you have you watched it now you're a batman fan like let us know yeah i'd, I'd be intrigued to see how people feel about mask of the phantasm without any nostalgia for yeah. the, the 90s series because obviously we're all of an age where it was around when we were kids yeah uh, whereas if you're younger than us, or I guess older, older. Than us, I was going to say older, but my dad also watched the animated your, series because it was dad, so fucking your good. Your dad is also super cool and consumes a lot of movies. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'd be intrigued to see how people without any connection to it hmm. find find this movie. So hmm. um, yeah, and yeah, I look forward to watching um, Hunt for the World. Hunt for the World people. Because I know nothing about that movie. I know that Taika Waititi was involved in it. That is okay. That is the extent of what I know. About. <laughs> So yes, we shall we shall watch that and um, yeah yeah. Well, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the next movie. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we shall see you next time. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.